Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome, everyone, to the Spotlight. Shout out to Big Dick MLJ for the intro. Shout out to Gisberto for doing the thumbnail on this show. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That's Steven Jensen. Jensen, how you doing on this Thursday morning, buddy? Doing all right, man. Just getting the day going. Um, obviously, we got some pretty heavy stuff to talk about this morning um, and some fun stuff as well. This should be a good show, um, and we appreciate everybody who's here. But I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. Guys, we appreciate joining us in the chat. Leave us a thumbs up on the video. We have a super chat. It's your question, comment, statement read on the air. If you are here and you are not subscribed to the channel for some reason, please subscribe to the channel. All right. All right. Let's get into it, Jensen. Uh, real quickly, before we actually do get into it, later on, about 11 o'clock, we have our interview with Alec Price airing. Uh, Alec Price had a huge, huge end to, to the year. I mean, he was doing good things all throughout 2022, but at the end of the year, really killing it on the independent scene and off to a strong start in, in 2023, doing Ironman matches, flying across the country to do matches, popping up in GCW, uh, West Coast Pro, all over all over the country. Really fun interview with Alec Price. Uh, I will mention right now off the, off the top of it, during the interview, we found out about the news uh, of Jay Briscoe passing. I, I had gotten a message about it and I had lost my train of thought in the interview. And I just, I mentioned it on air. I mentioned it to Jensen and Alec. So we, we talk about it a little bit as it happened. Uh, so the beginning of the interview, we talk wrestling in the middle of it. 
I, I mentioned that Jay Briscoe had passed and then we discussed that a bit and then we get back on to some more wrestling and, and other stuff. But the interview is a little uh, off, I guess, be, because because of uh, just finding out the news in the middle of the interview. So I, I apologize to, to everyone. I, I don't think after I learn of the news, I'm kind of off kilter and I think we all kind of were as well. So just want to give everybody a heads up during that interview was when we found out and when I, I guess I, I told you guys that yeah. it happened. So otherwise I think the interview was great. I especially love the first 12 minutes where Alec Price kicks the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, which yeah, I, I think y'all are going to join the interview and yeah, that's, <clears throat> that, uh, that was, that was, uh, definitely strange. Cause you know, you know, we weren't live. So like, that made it a little bit easier, I guess. Cause like we weren't live on air as that happened, like interviewing him and, but just, yeah, for, for, so that y'all know, and I may remind you before you hear the interview again, as people kind of trickle in, but yeah, that's exactly what happened. We were, <clears throat> we were in the middle of the interview with Alec and Jeremy, um, broke the news to both of us. And we, I mean, I had, I mean, it was out of the complete blue. <clears throat> and so we, uh, we basically at that point, just kind of went over some of our favorite Jay Briscoe moments and, uh, talk about the Briscoe brothers a little bit and stuff. And then I just kind of did my best to compartmentalize it the best I could. And then we you know, finished the interview because, you know, yeah, it was a big deal for us to get Alec on the show. And we only have, you know, a very limited amount of time each week for me and Jeremy where like our schedules line up. We can also get a wrestler on like one. We have like an hour a week where like we can make that happen to get you all an interview. So uh, it was just one of those things where like, like Jeremy said, it was, it was, it was strange because like the interview was going awesome. And then uh, we got that news and then we just kind of tried to make it a little lighter on the way out and talked to, we talked like about power Rangers and stuff towards like the end of the interview and stuff. And, um, but yeah, it just, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up though, because yeah, it was obviously none of us could have had any idea that that was happening. And we just did our best to get y'all like a full interview, even though, you know, so anyway, just, well, I'm like, glad I, you brought that up. Let, let's go ahead and let's talk about Jay. I'm not going to do yeah. the, the bumper because, no sure. one needs to hear Billy Corgan's voice as we're about to talk about Jay Briscoe passing away. Um, I'll do the bumper later when, when we do our other topic. So Jay Briscoe passed away Tuesday night, car accident, uh, according to the statement put out by the Delaware Police Department. He was not wearing a seatbelt. Always wear your seatbelts, folks. Uh, there was a collision with another car. The person in the other car passed away as well. His two daughters were also in the car. Um, and it, fortunately, they are still alive. Uh, his wife, Ashley, put out put out a statement that uh, one daughter needs, needs surgery. And then the other one is serious injuries, but stable condition. Um, so that's where we're at as far as updates on the uh, just updates on, on the family and everything and, and i do apologize so so gracie needs surgery i want to make sure i get their get their names gracie needs surgery and and jay lee uh it has serious injuries but but is stable that is what his wife posted on facebook on wednesday jay briscoe i i we're both longtime roh fans uh you know we we did roh shows um in the past and i've i've talked about how much like roh like helped my fandom at a very dead period when wcw went out of business 
I, I said this in the interview with Alec and I, 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 maybe I was wrong in calling them underrated, but I don't think it was really until last year they were like starting to get the flowers that they deserved because they were two guys, Mark and Jay, who just, they never went to one of the top promotions. They didn't go to WWE. They didn't go to impact when impact was like red hot with like the X division and angle coming in and everything like that. They, they didn't go to, to AEW. Like they, they never went to like one of the high profile promotions, but they were just ROH staples. And you can't tell the story of Ring of Honor without the Briscoes. And I don't know if you can tell the story of tag team wrestling without the Briscoes. And they were always underrated, in, in my opinion, because they didn't get that love from more of the masses because they never went to one of those companies. Everybody talks about. Usos, New Day, FTR, Young Bucks, like they were all were at like top companies. Briscoes weren't there until they had this trilogy with FTR. People just didn't talk about them in that in that same light. And I'm glad they got some flowers last year. I wish they had gotten more. And I think they would have gotten more had everything shook out this year uh, because they were gearing up for, it seemed like a big run in ROH. But man, like people have asked me, what's a good Jay Briscoe match to watch? Like if I haven't seen a whole lot, like what's something good? It's like, just throw on legitimately any ROH show. You can literally go back to the first ROH show and Jay Briscoe is wrestling on that show. And there ain't really a bad Jay Briscoe match. Like when it comes to consistency, that guy had it. He was as consistent as they come. There's not really a bad Jay Briscoe match. And you could watch the FTR stuff from last year. That's obviously top top uh top class uh i personally love everything he did with or both of them did with uh kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, kevin steen el generico and roh they had some great great tag team matches you know jay beat steen to to win the roh title that was a big moment so if you're looking for like one set of of matches to like watch that isn't the ftr stuff i can't recommend the stuff they did against el generico and kevin steen enough so that's where I would go if you're looking for something. But your thoughts on on Jay Briscoe? Yeah, man. I uh, I mean I, I feel the same way, and those are all things that I would recommend as well. Uh, you know, uh, especially like like Ladder War and stuff like that. I mean, just classic. Um, uh, his matches or well, their matches together as a tag team against Kings of Wrestling, against World's Greatest Tag Team, um, against Murder City Machine Guns, like. There were, there was, there's a lot of, I mean, Reese, even recently, them just showing up in GCW and doing stuff in GCW was awesome. I got to see them live in GCW, which was really cool. Um, those, uh, I mean, yeah. And then Jay, as a singles guy, you mentioned the Kevin Steen, uh, you know, the match where he won the world title. Um, really good match against Jay Briscoe, or sorry, Jay Briscoe against um, um, Jay Lethal. They had really good matches in Ring of Honor. Um, really, Jay, Jay, and th- that's the thing about Jay. He was just as good as a singles guy as he was a tag team guy. Like, he really, he should have been, we talked about it a little bit, I think, with Alec, but, like, he really, when you call, when when you mentioned him being <clears throat> underrated, I understand what you're saying. Because, um, what, what and, and, and I think he kind of corrected it in the same way that I would, where it's like, they they weren't really underrated because, like, people knew how great they were. It's just way, way, way more people should have known about them. And that's like the big, 
And then, you know, <clears throat> I'm not going to harp on this too much because I know there's people who feel different types of ways about this, but like, <clears throat> I, I personally think it was, I think it's ridiculous that they, they couldn't do a tribute on, on television last night to them. Like I, yeah. like, you know, that's just, that's just sad in my opinion. Like I get, <clears throat> I get the, um, listen, I, I consider this full disclosure, you know, and I don't, I really don't, I, I try to veer away from saying anything controversial, like through Fightful and stuff. Cause like, you know, Unless I never want to miss, right. Right. Of course. We never really want to like, I never want to misrepresent the platform or anything, you know? And I just want to give my honest thoughts about this. Like I consider myself an ally to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, like I've always supported, you know, same sex marriages and everyone being treated equally and, you know, being allowed to be with the people that you want to be around and stuff like that. Like I always, so I hate hearing homophobic stuff. Like I really, it really does bother me when, when I hear that kind of stuff from people, but in his situation, it really seemed from all accounts that he did everything he possibly could to make it right. And the people closest to him in wrestling, people like Ian Riccoboni, whose, whose voice really matters in a conversation like this, people like Effie, his uh, dark sheet people like these are people who their their opinion matters a lot more than mine um and when it comes to this kind of stuff and they're they're vouching and 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 you know what i mean it's just it's one of those things where like it's just so sad that something that he did so long ago that he really seemed to be that he really seemed to try to make right to the best of his abilities um it's just sad that like that carried this long to where they can't even they couldn't even it's, do a proper tribute for the man on television last night. I think that's crazy. It's sad and it's bullshit, honestly. Like, yeah. if it's true, I, you know, I, I, Warner Media hasn't put out any type of statement. Sure. I doubt they, they ever do. We, we know how wrestling reporting, but works. even, but I'm even not, without that, just the fact that we're never allowed to be on AW television, yes. they had to do the, yeah. all this stuff through the ass boys instead of like actually just having them. You know what I mean? All of it was. There's clearly, there's clearly a lot of smoke here with yeah. Jay Briscoe and the Briscoes not being on AW television when ROH stuff took up half the show for the majority of last year. Uh, so there's clearly smoke with that. Yeah. I understand if they didn't do a full on tribute show last night i completely get that because it would have been very they would have had less than 24 hours to put it together um and you know i don't know who they could have gotten what they would have done they and in the other part of this is like jay briscoe was not aew like he was roh but he was not it, it's a different situation to me than brody who was very much established in aew at that time jay briscoe wasn't so like i i get why they didn't do for various reasons, for many reasons, why they didn't do like a big time, like full on tribute show like they did for Brody. What I don't understand, and I don't know if Tony asked, I don't know anything about this. What I don't understand is how they just couldn't air a video package exactly. of, of just, you know, his life and his career. I don't understand how they couldn't do that. And if it is because, well, we don't want this guy on you know on our tv we don't want to promote him type of thing. I think that's bullshit. And I tweeted this. I think it's bullshit because a minute after aw dynamite ended you got fucking dana white out there and you got him parading these guys slapping each other in the face two weeks two or three weeks after there's video of him slapping his wife mm -hmm. in the face so it is bullshit that they can't air a jay briscoe tribute video because of comments he made a decade ago and i'm not defending the comments at all they weren't good they weren't right he shouldn't have said it but 
in that decade, he has apologized for those comments. He has shown actual remorse for those comments. He has taken steps to prove he has changed over those comments. And he has people in that community defending him and saying, this ain't him. What happened, what he said a decade ago, maybe he believed it then, but he learned, he educated himself, he bettered himself, and that's not who he is today. Dana White, three weeks ago, slapped his wife. Get him the fuck out of here, all right? I don't need anything of Dana White on UFC, power slap, whatever. If you can air that bullshit, you can air a Jay White tribute video or a Jay Briscoe tribute video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, and that's a whole other thing. I, I could sit here for the next hour telling you how my feelings on uh, power slap alone and just how what a bad look it is. Well, no, I'm just saying, but you're, to your point, that's a big part of the issue that I have with it is like, Dan, like, yeah, I, that's a whole, that's a whole rabbit, that's a whole rabbit hole. Because yeah, you're right. Dana White literally is on video slapping his wife. He's admitted to it. He, he's totally owned it. It's it's almost strange. Like he's just like, yeah, I did it. Like, but if I go away, the UFC screwed. So what are you guys gonna do about it? It's just like he that's weird. It. It's literally on video. Like he can't. No, no, just- no, 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 no. I'm saying like he, like he's, like, and I'm not saying this is in a good way either. I'm just, I'm just saying like it's been a weird situation because like he's he's basically admitted what he did was totally wrong and like if in like he should pretty much be canceled over it like he said that but he's like but because i run the ufc i'm just like i know but it's like he's just like but like anyone else in his position would be gone that's what's the craziest thing about this is like not only did he get to stay and no repercussions outside of like public perception they then started airing this show about slapping other people on television that he runs right after dynamite like, that's not a good look for the UFC. That's not a good look for anybody. I, th- I think that was... And then the sport itself is like... Dude, listen. I get that there's a level of goofiness and weirdness and stuff in the in our world of professional wrestling. I completely get that, right? Like, the stuff that we like, it's not for everybody. I get that. But, like, what I saw on that slap... On that power slap last night was just so embarrassing. All of it was just so embarrassing. Um, and then the Dana White stuff was just the cherry on top, just knowing what he what he, what he recently did. So it's such a bad. So anyway, no, you're I, the reason I even said any of that is because to reinforce your point of like that entire slap fight or, or power slap thing is such an embarrassment. And a big part of that embarrassment is Dana White literally slapping his wife. And that same network is OK with airing that. All they did in that situation, by the way, was not not show commercials for one week. That's well, that was it. That was it. And Jay Briscoe's over here. Not only can you air a video package for Jay Briscoe, that's insane. Again, if if everything is true, it was a Warner Brothers call. And I, I, again, there's enough smoke. I would think Tony Khan, being the wrestling fan that he is, having the respect he has for the Briscoes and knowing their history and stuff, I would imagine he probably wanted to do more than a graphic at the beginning of the show and then some comments on commentary and guys wore armbands uh the bucks did did a doomsday device and and things like that but there should have been a video package and i do imagine that was a a warner brothers call and i think it's bullshit let's get back to actual jay briscoe memories uh you know you talk about the matches and stuff again there's not i don't know if there is a bad jay briscoe match i'm sure it's somebody who's watched a lot more jay briscoe than i have maybe they're like ah, this one wasn't great but for the most part as consistent as they come just great matches whether singles whether it was tag team all throughout 
I've been watching a lot of Jay Prisco promos over the past couple of days. This man is he's so he's so good because it's so authentic. Like it's clearly he just he has a camera. He turns the camera on. They they shoot all this stuff at the farm uh, and everything. And it's just like, who's my opponent? Okay, cool. It doesn't look like he has any type of a plan. It's clearly no script on this. Maybe he has like bullet points of stuff he wants to like hit in his head or something like that. But it's just turn the camera on and just he starts riffing and Mark's there and Mark's like ad lib and stuff like, who's that? Aussie Open? Never heard of him. What do they do? And then like they're just going back and forth with each other and stuff. It is so real and it is so authentic. And that that's that's like my favorite type of promos in wrestling. I love the authentic promos. And, you know, if there's a little bit of a stumble or if there's a little bit of like just kind of stre- uh, stream of consciousness type of thoughts is why I love like Hangman Page and John Moxley promos because it, they always just come off very real. Like I love that stuff. And it don't get more authentic than a Briscoe's promo it just does it uh the the wife showed me the one that that matt hardy did where matt hardy is like doing the weed eating and stuff and it looks like matt's never used this thing in his life uh, you know he says like jeff does this as a hobby i i feel like uh Rebby's, uh dad in the impact stuff like he was always doing like the landscaping stuff i think that was the bit and like matt's got it and he's like just kind of ah here we go and jay just has it he's got the dip in his mouth and everything mm-hmm. just go making the line and everything just spits the dip out just looks at the camera like fuck out of here like you, you do weed eating this is the competition we're gonna do like no I, i've had a weed eater in my hand since i was like eight years old are you kidding me <laughs> don't, don't test me on this but all oh, their promos were so good everyone ever brings up the the terry funk don't wear a damn mouthpiece like that's a great promo i like the line of like focus like we ain't got time to like get our mind right and stuff like we got shit to do we ain't got time to focus on stuff like Briscoe's promos are so, so damn good because again, they are just so authentic of turn the camera on and just go. Just yes. go and and that's it. And like it, you can watch the matches. I implore people to just like watch the promos. I think those are are absolutely fantastic. Bonkers brings up Briscoe's Good Brothers Barn segment from Impact. There's the barn fight that the Briscoes did during the pandemic as well, where they're just going around like cinematic matches got very uh, overplayed as as the pandemic wore on. That is one that still had some uh, one authenticity to it and to like originality to it after there were just like so many cinematic matches. Yeah. And uh, like the reason, a big reason why by Jay and Mark, I mean, it's, it's hard to talk about one without the other, these are both so similar in so many ways, but it was just the authenticity. I mean, they're just so authentic, those guys. Um, and just so believe just so believable. Um, I love like there was a recent promo that I loved. I think it was them cutting a promo on FTR. It was it was within the last year. And Jay is as serious as you can be. He got those eyes that you know, just just right into the camera and he's talking his trash. And Mark's in the background, like sipping on a Capri Sun. You know what I mean? You're just, I'm just like, I like, I love that kind of stuff. It's just like, you know, and um, me and me and Doug on our show on Tuesday because we we actually did, we did our show Tuesday night, then the night that this news broke, and we were talking about talking about the the life of Jay Briscoe, and uh, Doug brought up a really good comparison for MMA fans that I never even put together, and I was like, oh my god, that's so similar. They're they're like that. They're the pro wrestling Diaz brothers. Those two guys. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Like they're so like like 
even to the personalities almost, you know what I mean? Like just authentic, don't care what you think about them. Um, and just so both, both great at what they do. And then you got like, Mark is very much like the Nate of the family. Jay was very much like the, the, the Nick, you know, and it's just like, there were so many similar traits between the two. And I was like, this is exactly how I'd feel if like Nate Diaz died. You know what I mean? I was like, this is so like, this is the, or, or Nick Diaz, I guess this, but you know, and it was just, it was just, so anyway, I want to throw that, that I've never thought about that before, but it was like, yeah, you know, that's, it's like one without the other is just such a strange feeling. And then also, of course, all of our love goes out to Mark and, and the rest of the family, of course, it was Mark's birthday yesterday. And like, this is just a, this is an overall, just an, an absolutely terrible situation. Like there's no, there's no real, there's, there's nothing really positive that you can really take out of this. Unfortunately, it's just a really, 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 you know, it's a, and, and that's the other thing with like wrestling deaths and stuff like this is, this has nothing to do with wrestling. This is just a random, it could happen to anybody. And that's, it's scary and it's sad, but like, man, it is out of the complete blue, just 38 years old. So, um, and you know, I, I don't know what the future for Mark looks like. Obviously we all need to support whatever his decision is, whether he wants to return to wrestling or whatever. I'm sure that's the last thing on his mind right now. Um, but if he does come back, that will be one of the most emotional things I think wrestling fans have ever experienced would be his return, you know, in front of, in front of fans. Um, but, um, but yeah, this, this is just, it's just an absolutely terrible situation for everybody involved. Just awful. Um, and yeah, I, but, but Jay, Jay really was one of the, I mean, I hate to even label it like this, but he was one of the best independent wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Um, you know, I, and he should have been one of the top, just he sh- he should have been a massive star in 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 American wrestling in either the WWE or, e- or AEW like he really should have um and Mark should have been right there with him they, they should have been a much bigger name as a tag team and as singles guys um but it is what it is now um and now all we can really do is hope that the people that can pay tribute to him or are willing to pay tribute to him do so um and respect the family and um you know, it's wild, man. When like, I mean, I didn't see it. We were, I mean, we were live, I think at the time, or maybe when I, I don't know what the timeline exactly was, but I, I had, I've heard that they, I, they even mentioned this like on NXT programming. They mentioned yeah, that they did. So, yeah. I mean, even companies that he never was a part of, or like, that's they, what's so baffling with the Turner stuff is like, he's with ring of honor. It's on the same, it's all the same thing really. And like, I mean, I'm imagining WWE will run something. I don't know what footage they're allowed to use or whatever, if any. But like, I I, I feel like we're gonna get a, a a more a better tribute from WWE than we got from AEW last night potentially, which is wild. I I don't know if WWE they did mention it on NXT television that uh, Vic Joseph and and Booker T they cut to them and they they had mentioned it. I don't know if WWE is gonna do a graphic or anything they did retweet like the official wwe account did retweet uh like wrestlers tweeting out tributes and stuff i, I know they treated like uh they retweeted like bailey's comments the usos comments and, and other comments uh who remembered uh jay after his passing so the official account did retweet that stuff i i don't know if wwe is going to do anything i'm truthfully not expecting it I, if they do a graphic that's kind of more than i would expect like triple h did comment on it as well as well again if they do it if they do a graphic i think that's sort of more than that's more than i expect honestly 
it Paul would be arm bands again over there. Too. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there would be like, oh, you know, Owens and Samuel. Yeah. Now like wear some type of arm brand i'm sure they will have just some comment in there maybe they will say terry funk didn't wear no damn mouthpiece like i'm sure they will have some type of reference to the briscoes or say dim boys or something it would be great if again i don't know if this is feasible i don't know how much footage they have of like anything jay because he was right. just so much on the independence it would be great if they did call up tony and are like Hey, can we get some ROH footage and just air something on SmackDown for him? I don't expect this at all. I don't think anybody should expect this, but it would be really nice to see if something like that did happen. And it would it would show that and it would show a good unification of the wrestling world when unfortunately it seems like only things like this bring us mm. together. But it would be really nice to see something like that happen again i don't expect any of this to happen but it would it would be cool it would be cool i the, the my expectations are at like a graphic to start the show and even then i that's probably that might be asking for too much which feels weird to say like i don't think a graphic to start the show is the it's not the most difficult thing in the world to do but we know how wwe used to operate obviously new management and stuff now how it used to operate where it's like well, he was never part of the company, so why are we going to put this graphic out there? Again, maybe a graphic would be a good step. If they didn't yeah. do anything more than a graphic, I, I think that shows that, hey, we're actually coming together for something more meaningful than our, our stupid, petty little wrestling war here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and that would be a, a, a great kind of loophole of like Tony being like, they're not letting me do one. So yeah. you know what? Yeah, you can you can use the footage for a night. Go ahead, you know. Who knows? Maybe Fox will nix that and be like, "Nope, not doing that." It's like, who knows what Fox's standards are? Uh, Kai says the level of believability Jay brought to the table was a one. Facts. Uh, an amazing talent, brother, father from all accounts. Thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers for the family. And and that Jensen Jensen mentioned this, and I've touched on it on uh, other various appearances and pop-ins that I've done. But my heart really does go out to the family because. You know, I'm, a, I'm a stepdad. I'm a husband. Like losing for for his wife, for his children, losing that figure in their life is irreplaceable. Honestly, I know they have a lot of family. Obviously, they mark the brother and everything. Like I know they have a lot of family, and that's great that they're they're gonna have that support system there. You cannot replace a, a father and a husband, especially as young as he was. The the circumstances are horrific as well like it's it's going to be tough for them and i really feel for them and i hope everything i hope that support system is is there for them the entire time because i just can't imagine what they go through so yeah my my heart does go out to jay lee gracie and ashley and uh their their son as well because it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be tough yeah yeah i i echo all of that and you know it's heartbreaking like i'm I saw that video floating around of, of Jay like doing his like it was like a, like cheer, a cheer routine, routine yeah. His yeah it's just like oh my god dude like that's just because that's you could tell like that's really that's that's the real Jay Briscoe was like that that man who was like he was just about his family like that just such a it's terrible man I really I really feel bad. I really feel bad for him or for his family. And, you know, obviously I wish he was still here. That's, it's, um, hope, you know, 
like I said, all we can really do is, you know, continue to pay tribute to him the best that we can as like people who like cover wrestling or whatever and like um, keep the memories out there and just hope that the people who have access to his to his career like can do right by him and keep 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 him out there for people um, for him and for his family. You know, it's like it's like the way that they handled the Brody thing was like really, really special, I feel like. And I feel like we need to see more of that kind of stuff for wrestlers, you know, like just keeping them out there, the action figures. Like that's another thing. Like they they need to make like we need Jay Briscoe Jazzwares like AEW style action figures. Like like the fan like we like it's we need some stuff that we can like really have to remember this guy. Like I'm hoping that they put out and I'm sure they will, but I'm hoping they put out some sort of shirt or, or something that the fans can buy that like all the money goes to his family and like so the fans yeah. have something that they can represent for him but like all the money goes to him you know? i know i know dax uh tweeted like somebody was going to make pins of like the the dog collar match like briscoe and ftr pins and dax was like as many as you make i'll buy them all and all that money's going to his family i yeah. i would hope that they there is something like that of like yeah put a shirt out and all the money goes to his family do do whatever you can and that that money goes to his family i would imagine and i do hope that something like that does happen yeah do briscoe's action figures man you imagine how much those would sell and get all that money to his family that'd be great you have so many different ones you could do because they're around for so long you got like the the og like wearing a singlet when they were like scrawny era like with like the shaved heads you got you got jay with the with the big dreadlocks you got you know you got so many different versions of those two dudes over the years that you could put out there and like because it was always it was always changing like for a while like jay would have the long hair then he'd shave it all off and mark would be the dude with the long hair like it would just they were always it was all they were always different you know um, and they they just in general are just so different. And that's if you can be original in pro wrestling and back it up in the ring, like that's to me, that's the recipe for a star. Like being being unique and, and being able to back it up when when the bell rings. Like and those guys were the definition of that. Just being different and every, they all every one of their matches is good. I've never seen a bad Briscoe's match. I've literally never watched either of those guys and been like, damn, I'm wasting my time with that one. Never. So, I mean, that's a real testament to those guys. Um, and then Jay, I mean, as once again, as a singles guy, all the way to the top of Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor World Champion. Um, and then we haven't even talked about, like, they did stuff in New Japan and you know, had a little bit of you know, an impact. They were everywhere. GCW, they were everywhere except AWWB. But and even without being in those two places, there's a strong argument that can be made. Top five, dead or alive, legitimate. You know, like yeah. one of the best tag teams ever. So, uh, this the 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 wife just sent me this, and I'm trying to do some due diligence to to make sure it is legit. Uh, but but somebody posted on Facebook, and they tagged the the family. Um, they they tagged the family, and no one has like said it's not legit. Um. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna share this in the chat. I don't wanna put it out like further on, on the description or anything, but it is a uh it's called a gives and go, um or give send go, sorry. Uh, a give send go for the Briscoe family. Again, okay. it, by all accounts, it looks very legit. If you do wanna like hold off and not donate to it, I completely, completely understand that. 
Uh, but again, they, they've tagged the family um, and no one has on the Facebook has said that it's not. So I'm going to share it in the chat right now. It, it, again, it's a gives and go for the, uh, for the Briscoe family. It, it's there in the chat. If anybody wants to check it out, you know, if you do want to donate, go for it. If, if, uh, and you want to make sure you want to give it a chance to, maybe you can research it a little bit. I'm talking to anybody in the chat, research it a little bit better than I can as we're on air right now. Uh, but again, in my quick research, it looks like it is, it is a, a real thing and it by someone who knows the family. So I, and I hope that's true. Nobody needs to fucking be scamming this, this type of stuff. Out Just there. look out I, for I the Chris Jericho donation. You'll know that it's, it's real. Cause you'll do that. Legitimately it, one, I don't know how public this is. It looks like it's, it said it, it says on the thing like this is the only campaign that has been approved by the family. I don't okay. I don't know how this stuff works, how you can set it up. Like, I'm sure you can set up fake scams and, and all this different kinds of, of stuff. But it looks like it's very recently set up. So it, there's not a lot of donations to it now. I don't even know. It, this was posted on Facebook like 20 minutes ago, less than. So it, it's very, very recent. And again, that's why I don't know how. Uh, how much it fully checks out. And so I'm sure within like the next hour, if we see all these donations roll in as it gets more publicity, then it'll, it'll be something. Um, but, but yeah, there you go. And hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it is legit. And if you, if you want to donate, go, go feel free to donate. Cause yeah, that family, they, they need more support than just monetary, but that, that is a, a good step. Um, the wife just said he he's Facebook friends with, with both of them too, which I assume is uh, Jay's Facebook. He, he's friends with the people who post this on Facebook. So again, it okay. seems very legit. Uh, so yeah, there you go. I'm actually going to, going to tweet this out. I'm not going to play a uh, WWE bumper because Vincent man comments after talking about um, Jay Briscoe, not doing that. Uh, but guys, uh, let's move on. We're going to try to move on the, the best we can and, get into our our normal more a little lighthearted show jensen it's your moment he's back oh, there's yes. more than one royal family adrenaline in your soul this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend volunteer a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot 
with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Cody Rhodes on the road to the Royal Rumble. I tried to do rolled, rolled, didn't really work. The Ro- He's back, Jensen. The Royal Rumble, Cody, the American Roller Codester. He's back. He is. Um, I see people that are complaining online that are like, Royal Rumble, like, there's no surprises anymore. Like, like we all know he's coming back to the Royal Rumble. Like, it, 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 you didn't, whether you announced it ahead of time or not, we all knew. So you might as well just announce it and just get the hype going. That's the story heading into the Royal Rumble. That's the story, hopefully for me, heading into WrestleMania is him winning the Royal Rumble, going on to winning the, the title at, at Mania. But now there's also speculation of, well, if they gave away the Cody thing, then the real surprise is going to be the Rock then. It's like, okay, well, maybe that's the case. I don't know. But what we do know is Cody's coming back. I mean, obviously, I'm very excited for it um looks like he's in great shape uh i've heard little things here and there from uh from like nightmare factory people that he's seen like um like fairly recently and they're like yeah he's he's looking good you know what i mean like it's the comeback is going to be strong um and it's all about i mean all of his promos are it's all the same thing (laughs) it's it's the you know the whole reason he's, he's here is to win the big one and that's winning the, the WWE championship. So, um, I, yeah, I'm obviously very, very excited for it. And it was, it was, it was kind of refreshing just to be like, okay, it's out there. Like they announced that it's happening. Just get the hype train going. We have what, like one week until the Royal rumble. Is it next weekend? Yeah, it's next weekend. Next weekend. So, um, so yeah, I've got, I mean, and for me, somebody who really doesn't care about the WWE product outside of whatever Cody's doing on the show it drags me back in because now I'm like, okay, good. He's for sure going to be there. I mean, I'm going to watch the Royal Rumble anyways, but now, now I know like this is the story. And if he gets eliminated from the Royal Rumble and doesn't win this thing, I'm going to lose my mind, but I'm also going to be like, okay, well, where, where's this going? You know, like I'm interested. I'm interested in whatever Cody's doing. So, uh, you know, how do you feel about it? I mean, I, once and it's, it's one of those things like everyone knew it was going to happen. So it wasn't like some big surprise, but like, I mean, it's official now at least. I didn't think they were the moment they started airing these video packages for him. They were tipping off that he was going to be in the rumble. So at that point you may as well just announce it and just, just go, go for it. Uh, Our, our Lisa says Brock eliminates Cody. Oh man. How, how mad would you be if Brock eliminated Cody? Steven Jensen only silver lining there would be like, I am interested in Brock versus Cody potentially as long as Cody beats him. Like that, that I think would be an interesting match. Um, but Issa, I don't like that idea though. Overall, I do think Cody needs to win the Royal Rumble. Um, I hope you and your very, very cute dog Roman are having a good day. That's my favorite dog on the internet. I love little Roman, he's the best. I love the Yorkies. Who would piss you off the most if they eliminated Cody from the Rumble? Like who on the roster like yeah. would would bother me the most? If yeah, it, like, what if it was like basically like Baron... my least favorite person on the? Yeah, what if it was like Baron Corbin eliminated him? Oh man, um, <laughs> I had I honestly had to look at the WWE <laughs> roster. Um, I don't even know. Like, I mean, 
you know, half the wrestlers in the company. <laughs> I don't even I don't know who's on what show anymore or anything. I just it doesn't matter. It's the rumble. You could just pick it. Well, anybody. no, I'm just saying this in general. Like that's how out of the loop I am. <laughs> um let's see. I'm just I'm just looking through their current roster right now. Um the sad thing is they have a really good roster, it's just I don't care about the show. Like I'm going through and like there's there's good. Um honestly. And honestly, just because I, I, oh. of the fear I have of what it would be. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone in the chat said Dom. Yeah, and, uh, East Dom rules, Omar. though. At Broken Listen. Wheelchair said Dom. Dom is great. Okay. Definitely not Dom. So, yeah, that would be high. Cody's already got a like... prison tattoo on his neck. They should be a team more oh, than you know, elimination. Yeah, out of here. And then, uh, listen, I actually like Omos. I am I'm, I'm actually do like Omos. No, but unironically. But I wouldn't want to see him eliminate Cody. I would say probably the one that I would be the most fearful for would be Bray Wyatt. Because oh, I don't if, think he's in it. I either do I, but I'm just saying like that's the one that would scare me the most <clears throat> because I'm so not into this whole Bray Wyatt stuff with Uncle Howdy. I just think it's so extra goofy that like I just I just can't I'm too old for it. Just I mean, if I was eight, it would be probably great, but I'm just I'm 34, so just I just but so what if what if what if Steven Jensen Cody he's there he's in the ring you know what? it's down to two men but number 30 has not come out yet all right what if, what if down to two men and he eliminates whoever number Drew McIntyre will say he eliminates Drew McIntyre right as the buzzer is about to sound for number 30 and then number 30 here no, no, just get out of here. Look in my eyes. No, no, no. What do you see? Person that's gonna eliminate Cody. Oh, get out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, like the the re- just no. The so the re- the reason that I I'm fearful for Bray though is because for one, there's it's been reported that the people that that Cody has decided to train with heading in, back to the ring it was surprising that joe gacy was one of those people and that's and not because joe gacy can't work he's actually a really good worker i actually like joe gacy a lot but here I'm, he's very similar like to bray wyatt a lot of ways and i'm like i wonder if he's cody's trying to get some reps in with a guy who works and and, and is like kind of the same size and so and i'm like and i know at some point they're going to go to bray wyatt versus cody because you know they're going to go to the the husky harris being coached by cody on nxt and like they eventually that those two are going to cross paths i just don't want that to happen until long after all the important stuff for cody has happened like he needs to get the he needs to win the rumble he needs to get the title do some cool stuff with the belt and then maybe visit some goofy wacky bray wyatt weirdness but like so I'd say that'd be like my biggest fear would be like being eliminated by someone like that. Where like, okay, now now he's not getting the title and he's gonna get sucked into a story that I don't care about. That that would be that would be unfortunate. Um, um, CM Punk wait. respecting him would be the. I mean, that's we're not gonna go down that road. You're only doing that to make me mad. I get it, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in the chat respect my freestyle. There, that was off the top of the head. That remix of Cult of Personality. I understand if you didn't recognize the song. Oh, I recognize it. I recognize <laughs> yeah, you were immediately shooting it down right when I yeah. hit that first riff there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean that'd be crazy if he appeared at the, at the Royal Rumble. But I, I, I honestly, at this point, I do. I, I honestly think CM Punk's going to come back to AEW eventually. That's the kind of the, the gut feeling I have at this point. Uh, anything else on Cody besides your just your adulation and jubilation that he is back at the Royal Rumble? No, I mean, well, obviously that'll be the my WWE spotlight if he wins the Royal Rumble. It's going to be your spotlight for like the next yeah. year, just whatever Cody does. Yeah, well, uh, well, I mean, you're y'all will hear plenty, you'll hear plenty about Cody Rhodes, uh, throughout the roads to WrestleMania. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm obviously I'm very happy that he's back. I can't wait to see it. Uh, my WWE spotlight is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They had another great match in the main event on on Fox. Like, who would have thought Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn would just be main eventing a show on Fox? Uh. This past week on SmackDown, Sammy was setting up for the Huluva kick, and then the Bloodline ran in and attacked Owens, causing a disqualification. And Sammy was a little taken aback by this because he was out to prove himself to Roman Reigns, and he wanted to defeat Kevin Owens and make things right for Roman. And instead, the Usos and Solskoa cost him this opportunity. Uh, I, I think it's Mitch, like Mitch Giff is his name on... Uh, on Twitter, he does a great job with like the the Kevin and Sammy stuff. So he posted these gifts of you know, Solskoa runs and does this big splash onto Kevin through the table, and he did did the the uh, flashback, the the drawback, the callback. That's the word I was looking for. He did the callback to when Sammy saved Kevin from Shane jumping off the top of Hell in a Cell as he was going through the table, and you know. Sammy was stunned when he saved Kevin. It's like, oh, how can I do this? But like, this is my friend. That's why I had to save him. And this time he did not save Kevin, but he had kind of the same look on his face of like, oh man, how could I not save Kevin here? So one, Sammy Zane, just fantastic. The range that, that he can show, conveying the same emotion, but for different reasons, just a great job by by, by Sammy Zane. And I'm more interested now in, in this story than I already was. And I was, I was already interested because it looked like that like, Oh, they're just going to turn on Sammy. And I still think that might be coming. It's like, we're just going to turn on Sammy. But now there's a part of me that thinks like, maybe Sammy is just like, you guys keep attacking my friend. Like, like I proved myself. He, he said they were done. He said we were done. And then you guys just keep attacking him. And now like, you won't let me shine on my own after I've done all of this for you. Like I'm, I'm tired. And like, maybe he gets fed up with it. There's interesting ways I feel they can go with this storyline. Yeah, I agree. Because um, we were assuming this whole time that the bloodline was eventually going to turn on him and it was going to be like vicious. But there is more of a chance, I feel like, that maybe Samuel will be the one to turn. Um, yeah, um, I saw the... Was it was it this past Friday on SmackDown? I think it was when they did... Um, like, Roman like chewed out Sammy in the ring. And then, but then like backstage, they were talking in the locker room. That was two weeks ago. That was that two, was weeks, two ago. weeks ago. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, but I'll, I'll bring that up though, because that's, that's a big part of this. So that was, that was very interesting to me because like he, because Roman wound up apologizing to Sammy afterwards. But like, the, I, I love, I love the way that, that the, the dynamic between the two is really, really good. And I think it's really smart how they, how they kind of throw you curveballs throughout the whole thing. And Paul Heyman is brilliant by doing hardly anything he's, he's always so just good. in the background yeah. making faces just like just scared of roman you know just like and but then he'll be like 
kind of shocked and relieved if Roman is nice to Sammy and stuff. It's just, it's just very, it's, it's entertaining. It's a really, it's a really intriguing story. It's really, really good. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, it was pretty funny how he just, you know, he's like, nobody deserves to be talked like that, talk to you like that. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. And you're just like, he's apologizing to Sammy Zane. He's like, he's gaslighting really this man does. I know. I know. That's the, <laughs> that's what's so good about it. I mean, so it's, um, and you know, Paul Heyman knows the whole plan already. So he's just, you're just like kind of viewing. I, I'm always looking at Paul Heyman when stuff's going on because he's always reacting. I've, I've said this, I've said this before and on other shows, it's like everyone rightfully praises basically everyone in, in the bloodline for, for their performances. I really don't think Heyman gets enough credit because we're yeah. used to him being very vocal, very boisterous and everything he says and like really advancing the story with his words. He yeah. doesn't talk as much within the bloodline, but he still does such a great job of advancing the story just with his, his facial expressions and his little comments and stuff in the background. Like he, he's so good at doing that stuff. And like, that's smart to just like, look at how Heyman is reacting to some of this stuff. And like you can kind of see where 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 seeds are being planted and where things might be going just based on like kind of Heyman's little little reactions and stuff. But yeah, Heyman deserves for someone who his speaking part has been diminished about as much as you can diminish a Paul Heyman speaking part, especially over given what we've seen from him over the years. And he still finds a way to to stand out, which is you know that that's the mark of just a great performer, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the best, whatever you want to call him, manager, advocate, whatever, in wrestling history. Um, I know there's arguments that can be made for other people and stuff, like Bobby Heenan and stuff. I get it. But, like, to me, Paul Heyman's just the best ever at that kind of stuff. So, um, but, yeah, the I, and, and now we're, I mean, Royal Rumble's right around the corner. If there's going to be some sort of turn or implosion or something heading into WrestleMania, which, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be the Usos versus Zayn and Owens at mania for the titles is what i feel like we're heading towards yeah so something's gotta happen soon so getting really interesting i think rumble will be a, a big part roman's not going to be in the rumble but it's obviously facing kevin i imagine sammy i even imagine the usos will be in the rumble solo will definitely be in the rumble there's going to be something there that makes it that like really elevates things and then night after rumble is where I could really see things because I think elimination chamber that that's in Canada, that's in Montreal. That's where we're going to, we're going to see something. I think that's where we're going to get Sammy against Roman. And I understand that Sammy's not going to win that match, but I think that's where we're going to get Sammy and Roman. You've got to set that up within the next few weeks here. And I think night after the rumble is, is the time to, to set that up. And I think that is where we actually get like a big, bloodline beatdown of of sammy i don't know how they're gonna get there there's a variety of ways they get they could honestly just do sammy and roman at elimination chamber as they're still part of the bloodline together and then they do the beatdown after the match and kevin makes the save there or they could do the turn before to to set it up like they're they they have ways to go to to get there however they get there yeah yeah exactly uh, we're gonna gonna hit the AEW spotlight. Our first bumper today. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. It was a great show, and I think it's been a run of great shows. 
Tony Khan tweeted as much that he believes they've had a run of great shows. Yeah. Let's start with your AW spotlight, Jensen. That is top flight picking up the victory last night on Dynamite against the Young Bucks. And, you know, big win for top flight. Definitely the biggest win of their career, defeating two-thirds of the trio's champions in, in a very good match. And seems like we're setting up for the Elite against top flight in, in AR Fox uh, relatively soon on, on some Dynamite. Yeah, which is going to be great. Um, that'd be a great trios match. And yeah, top flight. I wanted to make this the, the spotlight today for, for me because that's a huge win for them. I mean, the Young Bucks rarely lose in tag team action on AEW TV. Um, in my opinion, they're the best tag team in the world. I, I I totally get the argument for FTR and other teams. And trust me, but like for me, for what I like out of wrestling, I think the Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world. Um, and I'm actually wearing a t-shirt right now. I didn't real, realize that. Um, but, uh, but you know, to my memory, I know that they've wrestled each other like at least twice young bucks versus, um, versus, um, top flight and top flights one or sorry, young bucks have beat top flight on, on both the other occasions. And this feels like, you know, the, the only, the only, I guess, criticism, which it, it isn't even this is kind of apples to oranges, but I, I've seen this out there a little bit. People that were really quick to be like, well, I remember when um, private party beat the young bucks in the tag team tournament. And then that really yeah. didn't go anywhere for, for private party. Where are they now? And I get that. I get that. Um, that line of thinking that's you're not wrong about that at all. Um, but we got to kind of have, I feel like we got to have a little more faith in what they're doing with top flight. I mean, it's, it's so clear that they have had big, big plans for, uh, for Dante Martin specifically when Darius was out and now they're both healthy and like they're a great tag team have been for a long time. And clearly they are very high on both of these guys to give them a big win like that over the young bucks, continue to push them even through the multiple injuries to stick with those guys. That, that's a real vote of confidence. I feel like to just to continue to be like, we still believe in y'all. Like we're not going to just give up because you got hurt a couple of times. Like this is you're a big part of our future and you can really see that. Um, so, um, so yeah. And I mean, it was just cool to see, and it was a clean win. It wasn't like a whole bunch of BS or anything. They just, uh, uh, Darius just was able to get a, a really good, uh, basically victory roll onto Matt Hart or Matt Hardy, Matt, uh, Matt Jackson and, uh, and, and got in deep with like crossing his legs and got all the weight down. And it was a very like believable pin that just, he just stuck him. Matt couldn't kick out straight up. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I liked it a lot and, and, and it also, you need, you don't want to do it too often because, you know, we did see something kind of similar with like action and dready beating Jericho recently and stuff. You don't want to make it too regular of a thing where you see upsets like this, but you do want to see upsets like this occasionally. You really do. Cause it really, it keeps you on your toes and makes you think that really anything can happen. As long as the young bucks aren't going out there and losing every time they do tag team matches from now on, if this is, you know, they lost this, but the next, you know, 10 times we see them, they're, they're winning, 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 impressive matches, so on and so forth. It really sticks out to the fans. I think to be like, damn, young bucks are killing it. But like, remember, Top Flight just beat them like not that long ago. Like, Top Flight's got to be in line for something. You know what I mean? It just kind of it really elevates everybody when you do stuff like that. As long as you keep the Young Bucks looking strong, which obviously they are, they're currently the trio's champions. This just only elevates Top Flight to to higher levels for themselves, and that's and they I think they need that right now for the tag team division. By the way, because the the acclaimed stuff you can already tell they're I think they're going to start 
pulling Billy out of that is what it looks like. Um, based on what I was seeing last night, I think there's like some dissension there or like they starting to see some seeds are being planted for Billy Gunn to no longer be a part of the acclaimed. I feel like, and you know, I think the acclaimed are great and I think they should be the tag team champions right now, but you do need more challengers and potential next champions. And I think top flight is a team that definitely needs to be in that conversation of who might be up next. You know what I mean? I, I hope Billy Gunn is not broken away by, by the acclaim. That but did you get that vibe from last night too, though? Like, I, a little bit. Like they, They're doing the family therapy next week, and we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm, it's obviously going to lead to an acclaimed and ass boys match, and I imagine the acclaimed will, will win that. You know, they, they did the thing where Billy was with them, and then his sons turned on him, and so then it was the acclaimed. Was it that all just a ruse? I, I just keep Billy Gunn with the acclaim. It's an overact. It's great. Don't don't fuck with that. Um, um, also, just real quick, I, I forgot to mention they, because they mentioned it on commentary, and it, it's, I need to bring it up. The the Young Bucks best of seven being a part of that. Yeah. That that was also part of like the story here is they're really beat up. So Top Flight beat up a Young Bucks team that was beat up. So also that that is a layer to this too that they weren't like 100 percent of course going into the match. So. I imagine they'll they'll do a rematch at some point. My biggest thing, and I definitely think they're setting up a trios match because Top Flight won the trios Christmas battle royal thing, and then we did have um, Top Flight against a uh, Blackpool Combat Club uh, on Rampage the other week. So they're clearly they got plans for Top Flight. They've they've had plans for for Darius while while Dante was out. Um, I think I flipped that. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I know what you meant though. But yeah, so they, they've had plans there and they continue to have plans. And that's the biggest thing is like great win, big win. Obviously, they're going to do the trios match. I don't I don't think they're going to take the titles off the elite. I think they will. Um, I, I think the elite will, will keep the titles off of us. Then it is about like following up out of that because they did a good job with action and dready. He beat Jericho. They they're, they're doing the program now. Kind of same thing with, with Ricky Starks. Like it. If they lose to the Young Bucks or the Elite in the trios, like where do they go from there with the trios? I, I the trios division, it's still new. I, it, I'm not saying it's like dead or anything, not, not by a long shot. It's still new. We got to see a little bit more development just overall in that division. And they're doing good stuff. The the best of seven was good. That allowed things to kind of settle, get back on track with the Elite game titles, House of Black and, and Eddie Kingston stuff. I'm not the biggest House of Black fans as far as just their their act wrestlers fantastic uh the the gimmick stuff doesn't really work for me eddie kingston rules him being part of that little weird domain you should just go in there and punch all these guys in the face um but they they got to just develop more like kind of just story stuff with, with the trios and i think they're they're on the road to doing that uh, and it starts you know after this best of seven and now with top flight beating the young bucks and doing more with the trios so i hope that it's sustained and like if it's not like Oh, they lose to the elite. Now they're why aren't they main eventing every single show? Like, oh, you're burying them. Like they're young. Let things simmer a little bit. As long as they continue to have a consistent presence, that's what matters. Just don't have them lose to the elite and then we they're off television. That's where guys, that's an actual like burial and no plans and where guys can get lost in the shuffle. If they lose, but then they're still on television having good matches and they're still like factored in somehow things are good it's not that big of a deal but a really good match uh between young bucks and, and top flight 
uh, last night. Uh, my WWE or WWE AW spotlight Jensen is not the Brian Danielson versus Bandito match, which was fucking fantastic because mm. Brian Danielson, imagine th- thinking that guy ain't the fucking goat, but MJF's promo afterwards where he took a serious tone and he said, you know, you've only dealt with mask, Max. Never seen this man wear a mask. Well, I guess we have uh, the, when he the came devil out. Mask. The, the devil, yeah. You know, I guess is so. Was that mask, Max? The the devil. Uh, regardless, he said you're. You've only dealt with him. The further we go down, the mask comes off, and even a dragon is no match for the monster behind the mask. And then in the next segment, he is trying to pay off Brian Cage to break Brian Danielson's arm next week. There's been a lot of discourse around MJF stemming from last week's promo that he did the low hanging fruit stuff, buried celebrities um, and just the general heel heat kind of stuff. And then this week he tried to take a more serious tone and talk about the, the man behind the mask and things like that. Where are you at after last night's promo with MJF? I mean, I, I love MJF. I, I, you know, I, I'm good with all of this, especially if they go through with like, you know, even though it's obvious and we just saw him literally pay off cage to, to injure Danielson. I think they should just do that. I think he should, I think cage should injure Danielson and MJF should pay him for it. Like just straight up, just do exactly what you said you were going to do. Um, why did MJF, why did he give him the envelope before the job was done? Right. That's is it a weird. half now, half, half when the job is done type of deal? This is bad yeah. business by MJF. That's how that's how it feels. Um, but you know, because I think that is interesting if Danielson is injured going into the match, especially if it's his arm, because MJF likes to lock in that salt of the earth. And yeah. I think he's gonna want to try to make Danielson tap as like an extra ego boost. Um, so I yeah, I mean, this is this is great stuff. I mean, and if, I, I really like the promo. I'm, I can't say enough good things about MJF. I, you know, um, the whole devil and wearing the mask and all that stuff. It was funny because when he's talking about the mask over and over again, unfortunately, part of me is like going back to the 90s thinking like the mask with Jim Carrey. It was like, he's talking about the mask, the mask, the mask. And I'm like, that's, I don't want to think about this. Like, I want to think about like MJF being a psychopath. Um <laughs> But uh, but no, he's he's the man. And then that Danielson and Bandito match, like you said, that was that was fantastic. Um, this Bandito's the, nobody. I was talking about this with my my friend who was over watching the show last night. He was like, nobody. What's the best? How did he put it? He's like, he's like nobody deals with dead weight, not dead weight in the way that you think I'm saying it better than bandito the way that i mean is like people right. sandbag him but like on purpose you can tell he's telling people like hey don't hold yourself up like i'm going to actually yeah li- lift you you know and, and so it just makes bandito's moves look so much more impressive because half the time it doesn't look at like the other wrestlers cooperating and he's just like actually having to balance and like manipulate people's weight you know mid-air and stuff um and danielson is yeah i mean he's probably the best ring worker in the world right now yeah i mean so i mean this is yeah, this is great. The MJF mask promo. So I didn't care for the promo last week. Thought it went on too long. I don't know why Danielson didn't come out earlier. I, I thought it should. I didn't need the celebrity burial stuff. Just went once Takeshka was like, kiss my ass. I think that should have been kind of the end of it. Danielson should have come out. Then they had their match. I thought that's where it should have ended. I, I find MJF very hit and miss 
for the most part. Um, mm. And last night, it did. SP SP three mentioned in the chat. He said, "I hear, I hear y'all hating." Now let me give you these bars with that promo. I'm interested of where they go. Is this like a facade with, with MJF? Like, is he just saying like I have this deeper, darker side in me, and he is trying to almost psych himself into this position because he knows he's about to face Brian Danielson in an hour long match. Is he trying to, it's it's always head games with MJF, right? And is he trying to get into Danielson's head of like, Oh, you've just been dealing with like jokey me and stuff. Get ready. I'm really going to unleash something that you don't want to see. And then Danielson's like, Oh man, like what does he have in store for me type of thing? So I like when MJF is able, and I, I said this during the, lead up to the Moxley match of uh, when, when he had the different side of him showing like, I don't want to be this person type of thing. Like once you introduce this layer, then it it gives you, it gives you just more threads to play off of in the future. And they're kind of doing that now with, I have this mask type of thing. I can get if people are like, what's, where's this going type of thing? Because I'm wondering where it's going cole says mjf is getting in his own head and like i think that might be like a a thing too like again is mjf like trying to psych himself up like does he know who he actually is and i can get why it could be a little bit confusing with things of like all right just either stick with this or or stick with that he's trying to do a couple of different things some of the stuff works i don't like the just the drawn out promos and stuff. I don't care if you're going to tell me I'm going to do this and you're going to turn on me and then you do it. That doesn't make it good to me. All right. Just because you say I'm going to cut these long promos and I'm going to bury all your favorites and then I'm going to take the cheap road and stuff. And you actually do it. That doesn't mean I have to enjoy that. All right. If you actually give me a little bit of depth with this stuff, then I'm cool with it. And that's why I did like the mask. Promo. I actually thought like him going to Brian cage and like, Hey, here's this envelope. Go ahead and hurt him. I thought that further solidified of like, he doesn't know who he is right now. He seems very, and I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing. Like on television, it it at least it's more interesting than him just doing cheap heel stuff. But it doesn't feel like he knows who he is because he's trying to psych himself up. You don't want this type of match. But then he goes and pays off Brian Cage. He's like, go break his arm, please. Like, I need this out here. MJF just feels like he's, wrestling and juggling a bunch of personalities right now and i assume that's by design and we will just see where it all sort of ends up and hopefully it ends up somewhere and it is not just like let me show you i can do a bunch of different things just to do a bunch of different things and because i said i was going to do this you have to like this because i don't think that's the case well yeah i mean and we've seen these layers for the mjf for a long time in AEW with various storylines with uh like between like Wardlow and like the CM Punk one being like the big one and stuff where yeah. like he really was explaining that he doesn't even he like he's afraid of himself in a lot of these situations like he's he's the anxious guy backstage before he goes out there um but he knows once his music hits he has to be the bad guy you know what I mean and like or otherwise he's just not going to be successful however he's he's positioned it and talked about it in the past he, he seems very uncomfortable with himself in a lot of ways but leans into it because that's what makes him the AW world champion. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and, you know, just Danielson in general, real quick, a big thing that I think really needs to be pointed out about him. Cause like SP three said in the chat, um, 
Tony Khan's best booking decision of 2023 is <laughs> just let Danielson wrestle every week, which I agree with. Um, I ain't giving Tony Khan fucking credit for that booking decision. I credit <laughs> Brian Danielson for that booking decision. Sure. Well, regardless. So the the what I think is so cool about Danielson and AEW, and this is not a WWE versus AEW conversation. It's just how it, the, the, what's happened here. In the WWE, Danielson was always positioned as like the underdog who was good enough to be the world champion. Like you knew he could beat anybody, but he was always the underdog. That's how it was always presented in his matches and on television and his storylines. In AEW, it's like his old ROH, you know, like kind of persona where he's like, he's the guy that no, you know what I mean? Like he's the one with the confidence in the ring. He's the one kicking people's asses. He's like, he's the guy you're trying to take down Danielson. He's not trying to take down you. Like he's, so it's one of those things where like, I just love that dynamic of how he's the same guy. He's the same guy we saw in the WWE for all those years. It's just the roles are flipped to where like, he's the badass and everyone who wrestles him is trying to beat the great Brian Danielson versus him being the one who's constantly trying to beat all these superstars because he's undersized or whatever. Um, so um, so yeah, I just, I just love the dynamic of Danielson and AEW. Like it's, it's so much more entertaining to me seeing, seeing him being in this kind of element than like the ultimate underdog type situation. I mean, he's, he's the best. He's the yeah, absolute He's great. Best. Incredible. The greatest of all time, in my opinion. And at some point in the future, I will have a podcast with Brian Danielson. I'm going to continue to manifest this. I've already laid out my plans for it. And Brian Danielson, and I will do a podcast together. The other other spotlight, uh, Jensen, is uh, uh, Motor City Machine Guns coming to GCW. This was this was your spotlight. We talked about the Briscoes being kind of an under underrated, underappreciated tag team. Motor City Machine Guns right there with them because they never went to kind of kind of a big stage, and now they will be on the GCW stage. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know their match is going to be in March. I still don't think they've announced the opponents yet, but yeah, just really cool knowing that. Motor City Machine Guns are going to be debuting in GCW. Just uh, a new, a new spot for them to to do their thing. Uh, different, fan, different type of fan base, um, and just another way of solidifying them. As you mentioned, they're one of the best tag teams ever, and that's super impressive considering they haven't worked as a team in WWE or AEW before. Um, but they're still at this level, and I think it's only going to add to their um, like. Like it's another uh, whatever you got another badge of honor or whatever you want to call it. Like it's just another thing. It's, it, it adds to their legacy um, that they're gonna have this whether it's a one match or a series of matches or whatever in GCW. And the GCW fans are gonna they're gonna love that tag team. Like they're gonna be so over. So um, so yeah, I just wanted to put that out there too. Oh, uh, SP3 with a good shout out it says pretty sure it'll be the East West Express, which is Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver. That would oh, be a great tag team match. I would love that. I mean, they got good tag teams there too. I mean, Los Mazizos, the you know, Mito Extremo, and Ciclope, the tag team champions. Um, you've got Effie and Alley Catch as Bussy. You've got uh, any combination of the SGC with like Manders, uh, uh, Mr. Manders. Well, yeah, one called Manders, Mance Warner, and uh, and Matthew Justice, and those guys. Any combination of them. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of great tag teams that uh that Murder City can uh, can tear it up with in GCW. So I'm looking forward to that. Can you can you pull up that super chat from Speed Punk real quick yeah. too? Um, it says it was cool uh, seeing Willie Mack from MLW versus Brian Cage on Rampage this week. Um, 
Willie Mack is one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. I have been a longtime supporter of Willie Mack. That dude got done dirty by the WWE years ago. I don't know if y'all know that story. I'll let y'all research that. But he, he, from my, from my remember, if I remember correctly, he got signed by the WWE years back, and he was fired before he ever even got to report to the perform performance center. Um, and it had to do with some sort of weird. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Weird physical thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then they also, and this sounds very strange, but then they also, like, they hired Apollo Crews right after. And a lot of people speculated that they were like, oh, they thought that they had hired Apollo Crews when they actually hired Willie Mack. And then they, like, backtracked it and just took Apollo and not Willie. And I just, I just, you know, I don't know how, how much, how, if that's exactly how it went down. I just remember that being kind of like the conversation at the time. And this was years ago, so I might not remember it correctly. I apologize. But um, I do remember for sure, Willie Mack was heading to WWE and then all of a sudden he wasn't. And it was like, what? And then, you know, he killed it in Lucha Underground, killed it in MLW. He's killed it everywhere. He's been impact wrestling everywhere. Um, Willie Mack is the man. Um, and he's been recently wrestling for GCW. He's been big in PWG for a long time out on the West Coast. Like, so I, I hope Willie Mack is signed by AEW, you know, and I don't say that about everybody because I know AEW's roster is so stacked and like there's already a lot of people there and people who can't get spots and stuff. But based on talent, charisma, being different, backing it up, Willie Mack should be an AEW, in my opinion. Um, they... so it was cool to see. Yeah, they had the match on Dark Elevation that was taped last week when they're at the Kia Forum. And it was a relatively short match, but people were really impressed by it. And again, they've worked together in Lucha Underground. So people were really impressed by it. And then they just decided, hey, we're going to run it back on Rampage this week. So that match will air uh, tomorrow night 
on Rampage. Uh, last one, our indie spotlight, Steve Jensen. Nick Gage. I'm going to give a big motherfucking shout out. My indie spotlight is from Garden State uh, Duality. It is Bobby Orlando against Kevin Blackwood. And I po- I wanted to spotlight this because I wanted to spotlight Bobby Orlando. Okay. Yeah. And is like, I, I don't think we've talked about either Bobby Orlando or Kevin Blackwood on this show. Uh, Kevin Blackwood, he, he's very good. But I wanted to spotlight Bobby Orlando because I've seen him before. I imagine you've seen a lot more than I have. But like this gimmick with the goat Bobby Jr. <laughs> and stuff, like his whole persona... I love this guy. This guy rules. I need more Bobby Orlando in my life. What What are your thoughts on, on Bobby Orlando, Steven Jensen? I mean, I do see him, you know, pretty often because he pops up on IWTV all the time. Um, you know, I talk about he's in the results often on the weekender, as is Kevin Blackwood. Uh, Blackwood a bit more established. And he has, like, the long history with Danny Garcia and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, out of the Buffalo scene. But, um. But yeah, I mean, even just in the last few weeks, like Barbara Orlando wrestled Warhorse on Beyond, um, wrestled Kevin Blackwood, like you mentioned. Um, wrestled, he's in wrestling open often. I mean, like there's he's he's a he's often on IWTV platform, not just IWTV. I mean, he's as most independent wrestlers are, they're kind of all over the place. Um, I've seen him as a part of a he wrestled Marcus Mathers on the settlement series for GCW pretty recently. So like um no he's yeah he's uh I, I, it's funny because we haven't you know we haven't really talked about him or blackwood on the show but both guys are very talented i think blackwood like blackwood just wrestled dana garcia on AEW, didn't he on dark or something i think they just uh, I think, maybe. did they just do that um let me pull up blackwood real quick and see if, if it, i'm right it. about that i want to say he just wrestled oh yeah, yeah dana garcia did, just beat him on, on dark elevation yeah, yeah. So, um, and I know there's eyes on Blackwood for sure. I mean, obviously, if he's done Dark Elevation recently, there obviously is. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that was a good match. That was, um, that was the one where the finish. Because I watched that one for I, 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 uh, I reviewed that show for the Weekender. Um, that was the match where, um, he finished him. He hit him with the double stomp to the knee, right? Then put him in the Texas yeah. Cloverleaf. Yeah. yeah, and then and then he turned it into. By the way. I love this. And I'm glad he brought, I'm glad he brought this match up because I never would have talked about this otherwise on the show. So my favorite submission hold of all time is the Texas Cloverleaf. Like when applied properly, I think it's the coolest looking, it looks devastating. It's easy to put on. It's super recognizable. A lot of great wrestlers have used it, mainly like Dean Malenko, right? But my favorite version of that move of all time is the lasso from El Paso, which people don't hardly ever talk about because it was a short, a short, use move by eddie guerrero which is the way i can describe it is basically it's like a lion tamer uh texas cloverleaf where you're doing the cloverleaf but like it's high angle and you got like your knee in the back of their head um so it's like a more brutal version and that's what blackwood really used to to beat um orlando so i want to give that a shout out too i'm gonna say that kevin blackwood beat bobby orlando with the lasso from el paso um and uh more people should be using that move like the texas cloverleaf looks badass but and part of it too is like there's probably not a lot of people that want to take it similar to the lion tamer like it's there's no way of faking being in that move um right. but uh but yeah shout out to blackwood and orlando they had a good match and i really i really like the finish with the double stomp to the knee and then the uh the last one from el paso for the for the finish so this is on uh, again garden state uh duality it's free on youtube you can go to you can go to youtube 
and you can watch this. And Bobby Orlando, the, his his music, he's got great like custom custom music, just like pump party music. Uh, he's got his little goat Bobby Jr. with him, and the goat played a part of the match. There, the goat's in the middle of the ring, and they're like, trying to call the goat over to him. It looked like Blackwood was gonna take the goat with him, and yeah. Bobby Bobby Orlando was like, "No, that's my son. Like you can't do this." Oh man, hey Bobby Orlando, and I don't know if there's any influences here. Have you heard of the rapper Young Gravy? Is this this up your I, alley? Oh my gosh, I have. He's a white dude, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him only because he he did like halftime at the Vikings game sometimes. Oh, really? Season. That's the only time I, <laughs> that's the only reason I know who he is. Yep. Is he like a meme rapper or is he supposed to be serious? I, really I don't know. know. I've listened yeah. to some of his music. Like, it's not like fully my style, um, but it's not like terrible. I can see Bobby Orlando being like really, really into that. Like, <laughs> fucking on your yeah. bitch, like, whoo. Yeah. Second on my dick, like whoo. Yeah. Bobby okay. Jr. goat, like whoo. <laughs> House with a boat, like whoo. I'm just dropping bars on this show, everybody. Dabbing on them. There we go. <laughs> oh man. Dropping bars all over this show. Oh. Right. Everybody watch Bobby Orlando and Kevin Blackwood. <laughs> Jensen, speaking of much better rappers than me, you went to Battle Slam this past weekend. I did. I did. Um, so on Sunday night, I um, I watched my Minnesota Vikings lose in the first round of the playoffs. So I want to talk about that. But right after that game, I uh, compartmentalized the loss and drove straight to Battle Slam. Uh, the show was about an hour in when I got there. So unfortunately, <clears throat> unfortunately, I was a little late to the show. But I got there at intermission. So I got to see the second half. <clears throat> excuse me. And um, and I was told about the first half. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what I missed. Like Anthony Henry versus JDX, I'm sure was great. Um, I heard Queen Am- Aminata versus Ashley Dumbois was great as well. Um, and I'm such a big fan of both of those women. So I can't wait to watch that one when it drops. I'm, I'm, Ashley's, I don't, on, they, Ashley's on impact tonight. Right? Yeah, she is. She is. And she appeared on SmackDown not too long ago as like the ballerina. Um, so like, and I, you know, Ashley's Cody Rhodes trained and I, I'm such a big fan of hers. Um, I got to call one of her matches at CDW the other week. I'm very, very, very high on her. Um, and, and Queen, Queen Anne Minata, by the way, like both of them are stars. Like that's keep a lookout for both of them. Um, but then like for what I was able to actually watch live and the first match I get to see is speedball Mike Bailey versus Myron Reed, which was just incredible. I, in my opinion, it was the best match that Battle Slam has put on in their history so far. The only other one that I think is close is Baron Black versus Speedball. And of course, the common denom- denominator there is they're both Speedball matches. That's how good that guy is. Just insanely incredible. Um, the main event of the show was Baron Black versus um, Baron Black versus Jonathan Gresham, uh, the two you know, best friends in real life. Uh, they run Terminus together. Um, and that match was great as well. Uh, Baron Black winds up retaining the title, um, but by disqualification. And I'll let y'all watch why. I talk about it more on the weekend or if you want to check that out on Fightful Select. Um, I do have interviews up, by the way, with Baron Black and with Gerard Bonner. Uh, Gerard is the commentator for Battle Slam and a guy I've got to do a little work with with CDW as well. Um, really big in like the Southeast scene all over the place. Great dude. Um, and of course, Baron, you know, was just really cool. And also, shout out Phil Lindsay. He was at Battle Slam. I had no idea he was going to be there. Oh. Yeah, it was so random. I was standing around after the show. I'm just waiting on Baron uh, to do an interview. 
and um me and phil like locked eyes and i was like it took a second and i was like that guy kind of looks like phil Lindsay." and i kind of like kept, and i was like is that that is phil and then like he was like jensen and i was like i was like yeah man like i'm at all these and he was like dude I, yeah, I think he flew in the night before and it was just for battle slam like he came in from chicago wow. just to watch battle slam which was awesome um so it was really cool to see him there live you know just just someone else from Fightful that, you know, I, I've, I've only met him in person once before and it was at Terminus here in Atlanta. Um, so, uh, and he was like, he was like, man, you must live around here. I remember we, we saw you at Terminus and I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm living in Atlanta. So, you know, let me know when you're in town again. I had no idea, no idea you were going to be here. Um, so any of those guys, Will, Reg, uh, Phil, any of those guys, when they're around um, Atlanta, cause they were talking about maybe, you know, coming back sometime soon. Like um, it, it'd be really cool to, to have like a Grapsity presence at those Battle Slam shows, you know the, the 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 Battle Slam shows are really really fun. They're different. Um, it's a different setting, a different vibe to everything. They did a different uh, building for this show as well, a new a new venue, which was a, it was smaller, uh, a bit more intimate. But but I think it I think it worked really really well. I actually kind of I think I might prefer it to the Oasis Center that they were running previously, as far as just like a small venue where it just the the crowd good energy and just um, so it's a really good show, and I highly recommend people check it out when it's available. Um, I don't think it's been announced when it's going to drop, but I, th- I I think it's going to be on Fight Plus, like the like the last show was. So, um, and the whole catalog is on Fight TV. So, I uh, yeah, shout out to Battle Slam and Baron Black for just always being, and shout out to Hyena. So there's this girl Hyena who she's she's an independent wrestler. Um, she's kind of just getting her feet wet. Um, Hyena Hera, and she um she works the table at battle slam and she's always so nice to me. I don't know if she'll ever hear this. I'll, I'll, I'll send her a direct message at some time. I always forget to, but she always works the the table. And um, when she sees me, she always just waves me through. Like it's never, because sometimes when I go to shows and I'm like there for fight for whatever, sometimes it's kind of a hassle where I got to stand around and be like, Hey, I'm Steven with Fightful, And they're like, Oh, there's no list. We got to like find the promoter and make sure like you're good to come in or credentials or whatever. She just sees me and goes, oh, yeah, I recognize you. Come on in. And I'm always, I just really appreciate that. So thank you very much, Hyena. I very much appreciate that. And one day, we'll probably be interviewing her right here on the spotlight because she is, she's improving a lot in the matches I've seen recently. So, um, so yeah, shout out to Battle Slam. Check out the show when it drops. And, uh, and yeah, I, uh, I got to go clock in for work here in a second. So check that, out, that'll check be out yeah, check out the show when it drops on Fight. We'll, we'll let everybody know when that happens. Uh, sign up to Fightful Select. Hear Jensen talk more about it on, on the weekender. And hear Jensen talk to, to Baron and Gerard as well um, in, in the interviews that he did with them. So, Jensen, appreciate you. Go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you at. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. You can use code Fight Talk, all is one word, no spaces, on independentwrestling.tv or iwtv.live. Appreciate when you all use that code. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Listen to the Weekender podcast. Also, as Jeremy just mentioned, listen to my audio interviews from Battle Slam with Baron Black and Gerard Bonner. And um, there's some like written stuff that's coming out through those as well uh, that Jeremy's been putting together over on the, uh, the website, Fightful.com. And um yeah i don't know if there's was there anything else um of course you know i hope you I hope y'all enjoyed this interview with alec price uh that you're about to hear one of the best independent wrestlers in the world right now a guy really on the come up that if you haven't heard about yet you're he's gonna be a massive name in wrestling in the very near future he's already built a really big name for himself on the independence 
um the first uh the first few minutes of this episode he grills me um but oh i i tweeted it like the first 11 minutes of this show of of this interview is legitimately some of the best stuff we've ever recorded yes i and and by the end of it we were bonding so um it's so it's it's a it's a full circle type good arc it's good it is it really is and um and as we mentioned at the top of the show for people who have trickled in um me and jeremy did get the news of and alec as well we all got the news collectively of um jay briscoe passing while we were doing this interview, while we were recording this. And I just don't want anyone to think that we were being insensitive or anything. You know, it just, it was news that came out of nowhere to us and we were mid interview and we made sure to talk about Jay during the interview as well. But we had to kind of just put it in the back of our minds and just try to finish the interview the best that we could. Because once again, we only have between, between my schedule, Jeremy's schedule and then wrestler schedules, we have like one hour per week where we can all get together to make an interview happen for y'all on the show. And it was really important to us that Al had given us his time. So like we wanted to make sure, even though it was a weird, crazy situation and we got the news as it was happening, we, we did finish the interview and um, you know, I just want anyone to think that we were being insensitive or like that we didn't, you know, it just, we couldn't have predicted that happened the way that it did. And trust me, the moment we got off that interview and I started trolling Twitter, that's when it really, really hit me. Because at that point, all I really had was Jeremy's word of like, hey, this happened. And I was like, what? And then we just kind of like moved on. And then after the interview, I got on Twitter and that's when it really, really sunk in. So um, anyway, I got to go clock in for work. Um, good to see you, hey, Jeremy. Buddy. Good to see everyone in the chat. And uh, hope you all enjoy the interview with Alec. All right, guys, we are going to head to our interview with Alec Price. Again, if you have not checked out his work, um, he's all over the independent scene right now, whether it's Fight TV, whether it's IWTV, uh, just doing, he had an hour long match against, we talk about this in the interview, did an hour long match uh, on the East Coast, flew across the country, and then wrestled Titus Alexander on the West Coast. Just, he's, he's doing an insane schedule right now. We get into that. We get into kind of his goals, his plans for uh, the collective and WrestleMania weekend in general, uh, stuff he wants to do there. We talk about some of his favorite moments in wrestling. Um, we talk about uh, how we kind of grew up being being a fan of like Impact in the X Division and things like that. Um, we do our coolest thing in the room segment, which leads to a very fun discussion about Power Rangers. And as Jensen mentioned, and as I mentioned at the, the top of the show, I did learn of the passing of Jay Briscoe in during during this interview, and I was very like caught off guard and and shook by it, and I lose my train of thought in the interview, and I felt I had to say something during the interview instead of just trying to go through and acting like nothing happened. So I I, I guess I I was the one who told them, and we we did talk about Jay uh for 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 a brit for a bit uh as, as alec has work shows with jay so we talked about him for a bit and then we tried to just go back to you know just talking to alec and, and learning more about him and it was as jensen said we have a limited amount of time and we want to make sure we we give the guests the opportunity to talk about the things that uh you know they they are there for and everything um but i we did want to talk about Jay as I brought it up on air. So I'm going to throw this interview with Alec Price. I hope everybody enjoys it. Shout out to uh, John Alba. John Alba uh, helped uh, set this up for us. Um, if anybody watched the Fightful Overbook New Year's stream 
I kind of just threw it out there of like, I think, I think Alec price is in for a big 2023 and John Alba was like, you guys want him on your show? I was like, yes, I would love that. And so Alba was the one who kind of coordinated this for us. So great guy, John Alba, shout out to him. I appreciate him for coordinating this and getting it set up to where Alec would be on our show. All right, let's get into it. Alec price on the creator spotlight. Welcome to the creator spotlight, the interview portion of the spotlight here on fightful. I, as always, am Steven Jensen with Jeremy Lambert. And today, we have a special guest, a guy who's making a lot of waves on the independent wrestling scene, a champion across multiple promotions, the prize, the Northeast Beast, Alec Price. Welcome to the show, Alec. How are you doing, man? What's good, G's? How you doing? Doing great, doing great. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, appreciate, we appreciate you joining us. I'm like, you're showing off the gold yeah. already. You got the interstate championship. Know. Right there. And the, and the sub one's over there, but that one's trash. So I don't want to show it off. You feel me? Okay, so we're oh, here. We go. We got so, okay, I was waiting. immediately. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, I, I, that's actually the reason I, <laughs> I entered it the way that I did. So I see the title belt you got right there. You got the ESW title belt proudly presented. Okay. Yeah. I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I spent about ten years prior to that, um, in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, I am a day one supporter yeah. of Southern Underground Pro. So you are the Subgraps Bone Storm champion. Um, that was one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about because you absolutely destroyed that championship belt. And as a fan of that company, I couldn't believe what I was watching when you were doing that. Why? It was a trash <laughs> belt. It was a trash you know, belt. Like the thing at the time, bro, I gotta be real. Like when I when like I thought like the sub belt, right? I thought the tag championships were the sub belt. Yeah, because I only seen Koo or Dom with it separately, so I thought, okay, that's that's the sub belt. So when like I heard I had the match, I was like, yo, I'm about to have this dope purple title with gold. It's about to be lit. It's about to be. And then they pulled up with that E Lucha, like FanDuel Championship. Like what? <laughs> what is that? And then like it wasn't even like I would have taken it if it was like brand new, right? Because like. It's got tape on it. It has tape holding it together. And it's like, what yeah. have you guys been doing to this championship? Like, what the hell? You look if you looked at the limitless championship, it was pure gold. It was money. You know what I mean? Like the guy yeah. that made the AEW championship made the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it. You really yeah. No, okay. So so Jensen, are, you just hey, got shut down right hey, there. Hey, listen, listen. This is why I ask these questions. This is, that's actually a pretty legitimate, you know, answer. <laughs> I I don't love the answer because I'm a big fan of stuff, and I've, once again, I support the product. You are our champion. I'm going to say our champion because they're one of my favorite promotions, you know, on the on the independent scene, especially in the southeast. Now, for yeah. those of you who don't know what we're talking about by chance, Alec is the Bone Storm champion. Um, he has absolutely destroyed the physical title belt. And he was the main, um, we'll call you antagonist throughout, um, throughout the uh, pretty much the entire last year when it comes to um, coming into the Southeast. And we had you know, Southeast first, of course, that whole series. What was what was that experience like as to start off um, being, you know, representing, uh, you know, the Northeast in the Southeast, but being a Southeast champion, uh, you know, along the way? Um, I felt like I needed to do that at that point. You know what I mean? Like. The Southeast was making their claim and they were trying to, you know what I mean, extort the Northeast Territories heritage in our history. Like if you look at us, we produce the best wrestlers in the world. Hands down. Eddie Edwards, Biff Busick, uh, Dango, 
uh, who else? Kazarian, um, uh, Damian Sandow, Sasha Banks, Kofi Kingston, Carmelo Hayes. The list goes on and on and on. We have that reputation of producing product and producing the best wrestlers in the world. Me, myself, I'm trying to get up there. It may take a little bit, but I'm trying to get up there. You know what I mean? Just like them. But they're just trying to use our name to rebuild their territory. And, like, it's no disrespect to Sup. I love Sup. I've always watched Sup, and I've always watched the product. I care about the product. But that's my problem. I care about the product. I want the product to be better. But when I go there as a Northeast person representing a Southeast company, and then I look at all my challenges in the companies, I don't look at anything that really scares me. There's nothing that makes me go, ooh, that person right there. Ooh, that person right there. All I see is local yokels that ain't on my level, and it's no disrespect to anybody in the territory, but it is. Because I'm the Northeast beast. I'm the best. I'm the busted killer. It's it's kind of it's kind of ironic that Jaden Newman took all that time to get that belt, and I took it in his first title defense. AC wanted to run his mouth, you know what I mean? AC got lucky because Becca entered, like Becca Becca cost me the championship, and now they still won't give me another shot. I'm calling out at WTV right now. Fightful, you got the exclusive. What are you doing? Where is my IWTV championship shot? This is some bullshit. I wasn't even in the scramble or the or the six way and whatever match that freaking gauntlet was. Why right. wasn't I? Why wasn't I the first person in there? Why are they? Why are they afraid to put the belt on me? I think I think they're like I don't know what I don't know what it is. I really don't know what I have to do. You feel me? Because. I've already proven that IWTV wouldn't be anything without Alec Price. I've been working four times a week. Five. I've been wrestling five times a week. Last week, two weeks ago, I wrestled ten, uh, ten matches. A week after that, I had a sixty-minute Ironman match, and then flew to California to have you know what I mean to do West Coast Pro, and then flew back to do uh, NEW, and then did the same thing the next week, and I got the same thing this week. The only reason why they've been Surviving in the pandemic right now is because of me, but they're afraid to put that belt on me. Sup gave me the opportunity, and I think that's what shook them. It's because they realized once I get that belt, it's mine, and they're never going to be able to get it back. So if I'm signed, that's going with me in my suitcase up to the big leagues. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, I can't even dispute the. I can't dispute anything you're saying. I mean, you it's are. Facts. Yeah, no, I mean, this, this is very this legitimate. You destroyed fact. your entire territory. Well, no, he but I'm like, listen, I'm no, listen, listen, I, I, I want, I like what I'm hearing because I think it's coming from a place of honesty and Al can back it up. I mean, the, the guy's phenomenal in the ring. He's I phenomenal in the mic. 49 matches recorded by cage match. And that's not even the full statistic because they're missing out about the 10 matches. So I really wrestled 159 matches last year. I'm still up right now. I think I'm up like 14 or 17 matches as of like this, as of like the new year. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I, I believe it. And you know, yeah. I mean, I though I, I can't say I didn't expect that type of answer, but like you kind of blew it out of the water as far as like what I was expecting. Um, you know, and also just to, one other question, piggybacking off that, and I'll let Jeremy go because I know he's got plenty of questions as well. But um, on the southeast topic, um, outside of maybe the fan base or feeling that you were maybe wrestling people, maybe that you know you were kind of wasting your time with maybe a little bit. Did you enjoy, you know, your experience in like, uh, like in the basement east in Nashville, like the venue itself or like the city? Do you, do you enjoy the southeast at all, or is it mainly just like you kind of feel like 
you know, you're kind of wasting your time with with what you're kind of having to do here in the southeast. Kind of, kind of. I don't. We're, we're kind of riding the coattails of the northeast, according to you. Nah, like, I like so. Like the thing is, I love the southeast. I love Tennessee. I love going down there. It's beautiful. They got good food. You know what I mean? Pretty looking things. So it's like I can't, I can't hate on the southeast. It wasn't like I felt like I was wasting my time down there. I just felt like me being down there wasn't going to help anybody because no one really gave a fuck. You know I what see. I mean? I don't I mean see. to swear, but like no one really You can say whatever you want. No, no, it's fine. Um, you know what I mean? But like, no, it just seemed like I was, I was the invader to mm-hmm. everyone, but I was really the savior because the Southeast had more light on it because of uncharted territory, which is a Northern product. True. When I was on uncharted territory, I had more views. What are you talking? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's and I I love the southeast, but at the same exact time, step your game up. If you're gonna come out the Kings, you got you gotta come correct, because we we hit we 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 hit in home runs over here. We throw in touchdown hail mary passes. You feel me? If 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 Sup provided you a better title belt, like a like a physical championship belt that that you felt was more worthy, would you have a little bit different feelings? Or does it at this point does it not matter what title belt they give you? Because I, I know you said the previous one you you just you didn't like aesthetically, and that was a part of the reason why you destroyed it. Yeah, it was aesthetically, and it was just like that was the old sub. I represent yeah. the new sub. When I took True. that belt, I took over the company because you there's, there's a different pedigree. You want to step up to me, you got to step up to me. Either go in the tag division or like suffer because there's no one really stepping up. And I've beaten everyone that has stepped up for the Southern Championship. I even defended in the Northeast, too. Yep. Then they were saying I wasn't coming down south. I came down south and defended it. And what happened? I kept it every time. Yep. Defended it over Garini in the basement east. That's a huge win. Yeah. That's a huge I win because Garini sure. was the longest reigning Southern Underground Champion. Yep. I think I'm going up there. I think I may be longest reigning soon. I don't even know. You know what I mean? I think Brett Eisen held it longer, but I know what you mean. I, I get I get the point. I get the we, we point. Can, I'll check the statistics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, get, I, I, up I, I understand the point. I, I absolutely understand. Jeremy, sorry. Go ahead, man. I I, no, I, need, to get, I, I, need, I need to get all the Southeast uh, stuff. Because, <laughs> dude, because you represent my, like, I, I call it my company because I, you know, I'm so linked to it. Going but, to like, shows, I, I so. represent it with pride, but there's also, like, they got to earn that, they got to earn that respect. You know what I mean? Like, sure. They just got to. It's fair. Go ahead, Jeremy. I, I I love this. This is fantastic. Because Jensen, you are I know how hardcore you are with that scene. So Alec yeah. coming in here and just he he's stomping that shit flaccid right now. He's destroying uh, it. Look, yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, it, it I, I think Alec's making some really good points. I do. Um I'm obviously I can defend my guys as well, but like yeah. I feel like this isn't the kind of platform where I need to do that. I want Alec, I want Alex I want Alec. it's hard to say because your name is Alec, but I'm trying to say Alex. Is point He's of view. He's gonna come so, kick you in the head, Jensen. Get his name right. Well, I have it right. It's the plural of Alec. <laughs> the plural of Alec is Alex. I think. So yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I think so. I think so. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Jeremy, people ahead. just usually call me by my last name, and it's like it, I don't know. It's just always been a thing <laughs> for some reason. I don't know if it's an Easty thing or just they look and be like, "Yo, Price." But it's good. There you go, Jeremy. Ask a question, man. I feel like I'm taking up all the time. Uh, I do want to ask you about your, your weekend to start this year. And you mentioned it and cage match might not have recorded everything, but they did record that. So on Thursday night, you do an Ironman match with Channing Thomas, and yep. then you fly across the country to face Titus Alexander. 
and then you fly pretty much back across the country to do GCW. And you hear about the older generation talk about like territory days and I'm driving from this territory to this territory. You're getting on a plane and going cross country and doing yeah. these matches, which is very old school territory stuff. Like what goes into taking these bookings and being like, I can do this. I can make this and it's all going to be good. And I'm going to steal the show every single time. Well, like, the thing about me is when I step in that ring, I don't like to produce stuff that I know I can't produce. You know what I mean? Like, I know that I can produce top quality wrestling, and I know that I can still get better with my product, but I also know that I can have bangers. And why do I want to go in there if I can't have a banger? Like, to me, that's just like there's no reason for me to be in the ring if I can't have a banger. I know what I can do. So to lesser myself, it's just like it's – that's not an Alec Price match. It's not Alec Price. You know what I mean? I'm at 10 every day. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I grew up old school. Like, getting into the business, my trainers broke me in old school. You know what I mean? Bo Douglas and Benny Jooks at the Bell Time Club. Kowalski trained. I'm lineage. I got that bloodline. So, like, when I was brought up, first year and a half of my career, I went on the road with big time wrestling up and down the East Coast. And, like, not really anybody knew me in my territory because I did this. But the only time that I would really get that chance, like, would get in the ring before the shows. I was get there early, help out with everything, knowing I'm not going to get a spot on the show, knowing I'm not going to get paid. But, like, my trainer told me, this is either going to make you love wrestling or make you want to quit after this trip because this is wrestling. Like, at the end of the day, I feel like it's just something you have to do. I heard all my people, like, when they started, like, blowing up, like, Masha and all them, yo, bro, I'm tired. I just went from freaking Jersey to L.A., then to Portland, then to Maine. And I'm like, damn, Really? You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, I'm doing five times in a weekend where I'm going, flying to Bama, and then coming back up, and then flying to Chicago, or like flying to Indiana, and then driving to Chicago the same day to wrestle for GCW. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it comes with the territory. If you really want to be like one of the top people and you want to like produce your shit, you got to, you got, you got to work. You know what I mean? You got to, you got to put in that grind. You got to put in that hustle. Yeah, it's just, it's just it comes with the territory. Um, is there um, is there added pressure or like I guess kind of what your feelings? Uh, how do you feel kind of like mentally? I guess um, because you're gaining a, a big reputation right now. Like when when people know that Al Price is on the show, they're expecting you know really really good matches. And how how's that been? Just knowing your name's been a lot a lot more out there lately, and there's really high expectations when people come to watch you. Um. I'm not going to lie. I just, uh, I, I like it. I like the pressure. I, I perform better under pressure. Um, I don't get comfortable. So it keeps me on my toes. You know what I mean? Cause when I get cocky, I lose my sight and I lose my mind. Um, this is all I wanted from wrestling. Like I want to be signed. You know what I mean? But I'm glad that I'm getting the recognition for a kid that wasn't supposed to make it out of anybody in the territory. I wasn't supposed to do any of this and I've changed the whole territory and the whole game. Um, I mean, it still gets me like I have anxiety attacks before every match before every matches, but like, I think that's just because I care. If you don't really care about something, you know, you, you know what I mean? You, like I really give a fuck about this. Like if you look at Jordan Oliver, my boy, Jordan Oliver, you know what I mean? He does the same thing. You know what I mean? He'll have a quick anxiety attack and then go out there and wrestle. But like, that's just because we care so much about our, about our product and about what we're producing and like how the fans see us and everything. You know what I mean? Like there's so many variables that go into wrestling that you either just got to be able to like 
keep calm and cool under pressure or crack and get the hell out. How much did the pandemic like kind of shape you as a wrestler? Because Limitless was one of the few that was running during that time. You were very active for Limitless and it's kind of like a, a home promotion. I know you got uh, wrestling this weekend, Desmond Cole, uh, Limitless hard to handle. Uh, like, but how much did that like kind of shape you as a wrestler? Um, I, it's, it's wild because like the pandemic was like something where like, I didn't think I was ever going to be wrestling again. Hmm. And then when Limitless came up with the idea, it was like, holy crap, I could be able to, you know what I mean? Like I could finally be able to wrestle, but I don't know, like it, it helped me a lot because I figured out really like who I was as a wrestler and who Alec Price or Alec Parnell was. You know what I mean? Like, during that pandemic, I grew a lot as a man and as a performer, um, where I was able to face, like, Ace Romero and have matches where, like, I sat there in the middle of the ring and was like, I get it. You know what I mean? Or, like, be able to, like, understand that there's no crowd right now, so there's cameras. All right, where are the cameras? Like, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be a top star, I'm just saying that it would have took a little bit longer than it did because like I was putting on and I I found myself during the limitless uh, road tapings. And then when wrestling came back and people were bringing people in, I started to make my moves again. Like, especially like in New Jersey, like that's what helped too was because everyone seen me on the pandemic and on IWTV. And then I started getting books and bookings in like New Jersey where I haven't been yet. And then all of a sudden I got booked on uh, JCW and then GCW. So like, yeah, I feel like I would be like not where I'm at now, but a little bit under, you know what I mean? Like still fighting to get up or still fighting to start getting my name out there. How's the experience been like in both GCW and JCW? Because uh, in GCW, I know you've been getting your feet wet and having some bangers there, but like JCW, it looks like they're already like they recognize and like they're, it looks like you're getting, some some stuff really really uh, cooking with JCW right now coming off of the uh, the battle bowl win and everything. Yeah, hold up. Let me get my battle bowl. Right <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let me let me let me just put that out. Let me get that looking nice. Hold up. Let me get that. Yeah. Oh, okay. A little bit. There we go. There we go. Bang up, but like. I love working for JCW and GCW. You know what I mean? Like, if they're the top dogs right now, um, not throwing shade on everybody else. I love all the companies I work for, especially my homes, like Beyond and Limitless. But right now, they're producing product um, up there, like how PWG did back, PWG did back in the day. PWG. <laughs> but uh, PWG back in the day. Um, so, like... Um, I'm just grateful to be on, you know, to be beyond the road with them and get to work with the shows and see all my friends on the road and get to have banger matches. It's fire. Uh, JCW was lit. Uh, Orange Crush is the man. He kind of really like, at first was like, dude, I want to book you on my shows and kept booking me on JCW. And all of a sudden it was like, all right, now I'm on G. You know what I mean? And then the and then WrestleMania weekend happened. Then I was like, all right, now I'm moving. I'm moving. And then I got on AC, and then I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm going. And then it was like, then I'm traveling. I'm like, okay, let's go. You know what I mean? Like the whole that's how it happens. And it, it it's been a great experience. GCW just announced announced their dates for the collective. You mentioned WrestleMania kind of weekend. They just announced all the dates for the collective. Is there any show, any opponent? That's where a lot of dream matches, a lot of big matches happen. Do you have your eye on like 
I'm, I'm going to make something happen on this show against this opponent. And back in back question, do you have a, a an amount of matches you'd like to work during the collective, like a number of matches you wanted, you want to work? Um, I'm down to work as many matches as I possibly can at the collective. I'm going to be there all three days. So why not? You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know, like the thing with like dream matches and stuff, I have dream matches, but like I have so many favorite wrestlers where it's like, I just want to wrestle everybody. I kind of just like, I, as long as I get the chance to be, get my feet up with everybody and kind of learn the flavors of ice cream and get better as a performer. That's all I really want. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I faced Alex Shelley. That was my dream match. I faced Eddie Edwards. Um, maybe I faced at Mike Bailey. And, like, that wasn't even one that was at first my dream match until I realized who Mike Bailey was and was like, yo, this dude's the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I faced Jordo. I faced Tankman. Me and Akira squared off. I faced Chris Bay. Who else could I face? I mean, you face you know everybody, man. Bring the world. I'm down. Let's go. Bring the world. Everybody. I want every show. I'm calling on every show now early. Book me so I can face your world. Book me against your champions. I'll take your title. It'll be lit. We'll do a little partnership. You know what I mean? It's all, you know what I mean? Give me everybody. I want everybody. Who, who are some of your, your favorites, like, as, like, a fan, kind of, like, growing up? I'm, well, I'm assuming you're a wrestling fan growing up. I don't know that for sure. But yeah. if you can confirm that you were, and then kind of your – you mentioned some, like, your favorites that, you you know, you've been able to wrestle or that you'd like to wrestle, you know, nowadays. But um, who are some some favorites that, um, you know, as a kid, as a fan? Oh, um, AJ Styles. Um, AJ Styles. Uh... Ray Mysterio, Evan Bourne, Jeff Hardy, um, William Regal, Jake the Snake, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and who else? Who else? Who else? Yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, I like Christian too when he was in T. Like, cause I like I didn't know Christian was in WWE at that point. I wasn't watching wrestling. Like, you know what I mean? And then I like watched TNA and I was like, yo, who's this dog? Christy Cage. And then I seen him going to the E and then I was like, yo, this is my dog, bro. Cause the kill switch was fire back in the day. So yeah, that's, that's my favorites back in the day. That's interesting. So were, were you, you were familiar just so I'm clear. Were you were familiar with like TNA before you yeah. got into WWE? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, well, I mean, well, you I don't knew, hear that like, very I knew WWE from like my Nana, but like I was more interested in TNA than WWE where like, I watched WWE once in a blue moon. I'm like, this is dope, this is dope. And then I found TNA and I was like, I'm on this. You know what I mean? Because it was just different. It's like when like Lucha Underground came out and I started watching Lucha Underground. I'm like, yo, this is fire. You know what I mean? Because it was just a whole different like flavor to it. So, uh, but I was a big TNA person. Like X Division, like I'm an X Division baby. I was more yeah. watching more TNA than I was I was watching WWE back in the day. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, I, I, that OG X division, uh, like, uh, Amazing Red is like who really caught my eye, got me like into independent wrestling. Um, yeah, he's one of the guys I really credit. Um, and like, you know, RIP Don West, we've been talking about him a lot lately. One of my favorite, you know, commentators in the history of wrestling and one of the best salesmen ever on like late night, you know, infomercials and stuff. So that's cool to know. We don't talk to that many people that were like TNA fans over WWE fans, like, you know, before they really. Uh, that that's it's interesting to me. I really like hearing that, and, I, and I'm with you too because like the in ring product those days, TNA, I think was just killing it. It was yeah. indie wrestling on TV, and then they had the they had the 
the six-sided ring. And it was like, that ring was so unique. It's like, it made me want to wrestle in that ring. Because I was like, I like the square ring, but that ring looks like you can do so many cool stuff off of it. Like, low-key hitting the key crusher off the top. Or Samoa Joe just missing a dot. Like, it was so cool. And there was so many factors that, like, you just looked at it like, wow, how are these guys doing this? Even, like, the old TNA championships, like, uh, like the old tag team championships, beer money back in the day. Oh, yeah. Lit. You feel me? Motor City Machine Guns, the Wolves. Um, even when the Hardy Boys came back, freaking Robbie E and um, Jesse Jesse Rogers, when they were like, they were, uh, I forgot what their names was. They they were with, um, the Bromans. Yeah, the Bromans. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. it was so many good tag teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I, I love to hear that. Even the knockouts, I, bro. The knockouts were fire, too. People don't credit them enough. They were, like, kind of the, the original, like, like Dude, Gail uh, Kim women's... was one of my favorites out yeah, of any oh, of them. The Gail Kim versus Awesome Kong matches, like, that, that I think, put women's wrestling on, like, a new level with, like, the fan perspective. Um, Yo, it was – it was fire, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it was just different because you looked at them like, wow, bro. These, these are, like – they actually have adult matches. Like, they're not just being used as, like, a symbol. You know what I mean? Like, they're actually letting them go out there and do the stuff, the same things that they're letting the guys do, not because they're like, oh, we're just going to have, like, diva matches. No, let's have wrestling matches. You know what I mean? It's fire. It's like what women's wrestling is really, you know what I mean? Like, what women's wrestling really is. That's what it is. Like, it's workers going at it. It's the same thing as, like, wrestling is wrestling. It doesn't matter what you are or who you are. At the end of the day, it's wrestling. You you faced Alex Shelley. Uh, like, what did that match mean to you as a TNA fan and watching him growing up? It was wild, bro. Um, because you don't realize how good he is. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm right now, I'm blowing up, but I'm right here. Alex Shelley's right here. You feel me? So, like, I like when I'm able to face somebody that's better with me and I can just sit under the learning tree. And just like, you know, he's he's a cool dude. I love, you know, I love Alex Shelley. He popped through. I had Attack on Titan sweatpants on. He was like, yo, you Attack on Titan? We started chatting up about it, like the whole story and everything. Like, he's a good dude. We had a banger match. Like, I almost cried. At, like, it, w- it was lit. It was like with Eddie Edwards' match. It just meant something because I felt like it was full circle. Here I was a kid thinking I would never face these guys and when I grow older and never think I was going to be a wrestler or something like that. And then all of a sudden, I'm wrestling these guys. You know what I mean? Like, I'm facing the people that I watched and I cared about and I freaking, like, meant, like took all their moves and did it, in, did it on my bed with my brother or with the sock monkey because I was a reckless little kid that had ADHD. You know what I mean? Like, they said, don't do it at home. I was doing it at home. I didn't care about it. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. It was like jackass. Don't tell me what to do. Like, that's the number one thing. You tell somebody not to do something, they're going to do something. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so I don't mean to to drag this to, to a halt. Um, Jay Briscoe just passed away. Wait, uh, what? What? Yes. Um, like, just now? Yeah, yeah. Tony what? Khan just tweeted it. Wow. wow. R.I.P. Bro, Jay Briscoe was the man, dog. So I I apologize for bringing. Apologize. No, no. no thanks, thanks for letting us. Yeah. Well. That's yeah. Horrible. Oh my wow. goodness! I'm reading Tony Khan's tweet right now. Wow, that's 
That's Did not expect that. Any Jay Briscoe memories that you want to throw out there? I mean, one of the best high teams of all time, in my opinion, him and Mark. Oh, my God, bro. They were just, they were just like, they were them boys. You know what I mean? Like, they, like I remember at a show, he was just the nicest dude. I never met him in my life. And he would just come up and be like, hey, boy, how you doing? You know what I mean? Like, he was, he was a real, they were both nice people. Like, genuine, like, real people. Like, that's what I can say. Like, I'm not going to say I had, like, I hung out with them like that. I never did. Like, I seen them at shows, but they were genuinely really good, like, good people and real people. Like, that's how I took off, like, they're good people. I like Jay Briscoe. He's the man. Especially him. All the stuff they did at GCW was fire. Yes. Like, they didn't care. Or, like, um, main event, bro. Like, that their match with main event at uh, eight, at Hog was amazing. was freaking fantastic. Like, it was wild. It was dope. So, like, R.I.P. Like, that. Like R.I.P. and all condolences to his family. They're, they're always going to be, to me, anyway like the most underrated tag team of all time because they never went to a big promotion, but like consistency, they've been doing this for like two decades, like consistency night in night out. Like you're not going to find a better tag team than the Briscoes. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're like underrated. I just feel like they're in a category of their own. That's very fair. That's fair for sure. Because you got two stars. Like usually in a tag team, you have one star, and you know what I mean? Some people joke around and say one Janetti. You know what I mean? And it's 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 not like I'm like, oh, disrespect to Mario Janetti. Mario Janetti's the dog. You know what I mean? But that's just how some people put it. So you have one really good person and then somebody that they put with them because they look alike and that you know they can that person can help the other person, but like they were two stars. It was like the Wu Tang clan. People looked at the Wu Tang clan like, yo, you got nine dudes and they're all stars. Now you got two dudes in a tag team that could are 100% good workers, can work any singles match they want, but they're brothers and they love wrestling together and they have a crazy tag team that's so unorthodox that it just works so good. You know what I mean? So. Oh, I, I yeah, apologies. I did just trying to, to process this and, and get. No, I don't think it was, you no. have to apologize, bro. You yeah. didn't do anything wrong. No, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, kind of just back back to Alex, you know, some other questions that I have. Um, unless, Jeremy, did you have anything else that you wanted no, to say? No, no. Just we obviously that threw us off that we, we didn't expect that to be happening. Yeah, that was um, that's horrible. Um, but um, uh, the surprise kick, you know, I, I'm curious. Well, why why did you choose that move? I think it looks very impressive. I've seen, you know, Miko Sotomora hit a version of it for a long time, and I think yours looks more impressive than, than others that I see do that move. So, um um why why that move and kind of how do you how do you perfect it um so one day when i was uh when i was like just starting to train my aunt you know she works for the commuter rail and her train would go right through wakefield station which was like 10 minutes from bell time so i'd always get there like a couple hours early so the minute they open up the doors like an hour or two before class i would be in the ring you know messing around and doing all the extra stuff and uh, my my one of the trainees, one of my boy, was like, "Hey, bro, you should do this kick. I seen it in the in Tekken. It's in the video game. It's you just you step off the knee, kick him in the back of the head." And I was like, "What?" So I tried it, and at first, like, I landed like on my feet after kicking the person, and it was like it was dope, but it just looked a little awkward. You know what I mean? Or it didn't really look so effective. And then one day, like. I was like, all right, I'm going to use this as my finish. But then when I tried to give it to other people, people weren't, like, taking it well. They wasn't giving me a good base 
or like um, people would put their head down when I told them not to and I ended up needing somebody in the face once. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do it. And then um, Limitless happened. And like, I was like, I want to do something. Like, I got to pull out my dope moves that I don't hit on anybody because I haven't, I didn't trust people at that point to take them because they were just like, I'm taller than a lot of people. So I need like bigger guys to like, you know what I mean? Like to do like the, the tilt the world headlock driver or stuff like that. Um, and I remember like I freaking hit it on my boy in class. And instead of like hitting, hitting the kick and like landing it on my feet, I just fell to the side and my boy, my boat, my, uh, my trainer boat was like, do that again. That was fire. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And I did it again. He goes, bro, you, that looked great. Like, it looks like you can do that. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I did it all nimbleless <laughs> and I popped it out and people were like, holy crap, what is this? You know what I mean? So that's just yeah. how, that's like the little story of getting it. Like at first I was trying to figure out my finish and I couldn't really figure it out. And then I was going to use the blockbuster, but then I cracked the surprise and it looked so dope. I'm like, I got to do this. Like, yeah. who else is doing this? No, that's, yeah, I, I think it looks great. And it is unique. Um, and also, um, speaking of, of unique, yeah, I, I really enjoyed your match recently for the West Coast Pro Championship against Titus Alexander. Um, mm-hmm. Another guy we've had on the show before, a great guy, another young guy in his early 20s, just killing it out, out on the West Coast. And uh, I thought that was a really creative finish for that match where uh, he counted the surprise kick right into the sweet time driver, like midair. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was really well done. Uh, I know you took the L in that one, but that was a great match. And you guys are both like the future of wrestling. So oh, I appreciate it. You know, sometimes you got to take an L in a match, but I appreciate that. That's really all I care about is if it was a fire match or not. Sometimes you take an L in life, but all you got to do is kick out and keep going. You feel me? Yeah, the match, the match with Titus, that was actually our, our indie spotlight last week. Uh, yeah. we, we were both talking about it and wanted to put it over because, again, I, I think you were in for – you've already started 2023 off very hot, and then I think it's only going to get better from here. And Titus is a guy that I think everybody should be keeping their eye on as well. Um, yeah, no, Titus is nasty. Like, yeah. nasty. He's fire. <laughs> uh all right i'm gonna i'm gonna close out with, with this and you've already shown off a lot of cool things in your room you, you've shown off the title belt you've shown off the the championship ring but what is the coolest thing in your room um all right we'll wait for you go get it <laughs> this is probably the coolest thing in my room, it's the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Legacy Megazord <laughs> from the movie. So we we were we were talking off air oh, about up, this. Hold stuff. up, hold up. So <laughs> Jensen, I I didn't know if he was gonna go after Power Ranger stuff, but we were talking off air about Power Rangers. Bro, let's go, let's go. Dude, let's go, dude. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Did, did you see they just they just announced the the big uh, movies coming out on Netflix? Yup. Yeah. Dog. This I love this because like I always tried to, I always watched the movie. You know what I mean? And I liked like it was a different kind of style for Zords that they had, especially with the Frog Zord. Like I never seen a Frog Zord like that, especially become the whole legs and like it was just different. So I always liked it and I seen it and I always wanted it, and then all of a sudden like I was able to find it and like just been in my room chilling you feel me like and i'm just like my niece will come over and be like what's that and I'm like don't touch that 
<laughs> don't you to, I, I love you yeah yeah i'll give you one of my toys and you can play with that and that's yours do not touch that you feel me but yeah this is because i just never thought i would have this and now i got it like it's fire dude but i got the other one too i got the lightning edition i want to get the uh what is it called the other zord the other uh the dragon zord but that's kind of like yeah. money i want to get the white i, I definitely want to get the white hot, uh, the white falcon zord, and then the yeah. next will be like the thunder zords because I, I want to just complete the whole first edition of it, and then I'll I'll stop buying mega zords after that. Dude, I absolutely respect. I see we might not agree on some of the things you said about the southeast <laughs> at the beginning of this show, but yeah. one thing that we can definitely agree on is you know our, our Power Rangers. You know, if you grew up on Power Rangers, like you are gonna have a special special place in your heart uh, for, for fans of Power Rangers. And who's your favorite Power Ranger of all time, if you don't mind me asking? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm not going to lie. I always like the uh, the Time Force Quantum Ranger. Okay. Do you have an original favorite, like from like the Mighty Morphin days? From the Mighty Morphin days? All right. All right. Uh, I just like the, the Time Force Ranger because the aesthetic and the, 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 the Zord. The Zord was fire. Oh, okay. Um, from the original Mighty Morphin days, it had to be, uh, it had to be the Red Ranger. I was always a Red Ranger fan. The original one. You know what sure. I mean? Before Austin, Shane, John, Jason. Yeah, before yeah. they made him second in command. And I was just like, why did you do that to the Red Ranger? <laughs> you prompt us up forever being like, this is the, str and then all of a sudden Tommy came in and I love Tommy. Tommy's the man. You know what I mean? I always loved the Dragon Zord. That's the freaking that's the best looking costume that you had at that point. But Jesus dog, you know what I mean? Like I was like, dog, they just like they just like yo, sit right here. Let me just let this man take over the franchise. I'm sorry we popped you up, but like this is how it goes. It's a show business kid. You know what I mean? Like it was it was messed up how they did him like that. Well, and to be fair, I'm pretty sure that like that the actor Austin St. John who played Jason, I think he felt the same way because there was like a long beef between himself and Jason David Frank. Um, and I think it was a lot that had to do with that. Uh, exactly what you're talking about. Little homie dumb. Like, bro, you're yeah. the evil ranger. How are you leading us? How are you leading our team right now? <laughs> like, we just fought you like a couple episodes ago. Yeah, you're you know working I mean? for Rita like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, and now you're leading our team. Yeah. Is it because you got your own Megazord? That's not fair. <laughs> you know, I was always a fan of too. That um, I will actually get one of these Mega Swords one day. The Lost Galaxy. Okay. Well, so you're Lost really so where um, I mean you're in deep. Like how how many like see like are you are you still currently follow like what they're doing now or is it like is there like a cutoff point where like you your fandom kind of drops off for Power Rangers? Yeah, like um. I think, like, the last real one I paid attention to, like, fully invested was, uh, I know, like, SPD, I watched RPM, um, I didn't watch, like, I watched a little bit of Samurai, but I fell off the Samurai, and after Samurai, really kind of just, like, downhill, you know what I mean? Um, like, from, like, Wild Force, when I really could, like, I watched Mighty Morphin after, like, I knew of Mighty Morphin, but, like, when I was, well, I was born 98. So, sure. like, when I really kind of, like, started getting toys and watching Rangers, it was around, like, 2000, 2001, maybe 2002. So, like, that's when 
You know what I mean? Like they just started doing like Mighty Morphin and shit like uh, Wild Force and shit like that. So like that's when I kind of started getting into it and stuff. That makes sense. I I was born in yeah, for sure. Me, me and Jeremy were both born in 88, so we're, you know, 10 years older than you. So we, we grew up, like, as Mighty Morphin was airing as kids. So that was, like, you know, that was yeah. huge for us, obviously. But, um, like, I always knew of Mighty Morphin. They always played it. But, like, I grew up on, like, Wild Force and the Ninja Storm and then, like, you know what I mean? Like, SPD and Mystic Force and all that good stuff. Uh, Time Force. I watched Time Force, too. But that was, like, after the fact because they had the same thing where, like, they were leading up to the Ranger duo episode where they take both seasons of the Rangers and put them together. And it was right. the Wild Force season. So they were kind of playing Wild uh, Time Force all the time to let people know, hey, this was the last season of Rangers. So you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Last question I got for you, because I don't think that this can be taught now that we've got to talking about Power Rangers. We've spent all this, all the time, wasted all this time talking about your professional wrestling career. We yeah, we could have been Power talking about Power Rangers. Um, um, are yeah. you for... Are you familiar with Wrestle Ranger on the Indies? Have you ever seen that guy? No, you know I don't about? think I have. There's a dude out there. I haven't seen him in a while, but there's a dude out there on the Indies who dresses as a Power Ranger and like they'll play like the Mighty Morphin theme song during his matches. He, he's like very, he's very, hardly anyone knows about this guy, but every now and then Wrestle Ranger will appear on like my timeline or on YouTube or something. And uh, it kind of feels like you need to either team with this guy or beat him up. I can't, you know, one or the other. Yo, it's got, I think I may have the team with them. I want to be a ranger. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Where's, where's, where's the Morphus at? I'm down. What's my sword? You feel me? What color, what color suit are you wearing? Oh, I mean, like, she. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I could be like, I, I'll take a, I'll take a red. I could take a, I could take a green. I'll even take a pink. You know what I mean? I'll be a dope pink ranger. Yeah. I like the color pink, neon pink's fire. Um, shit, I'll take red. <laughs> I mean, if he, what, what color is he? Um, the Wrestle Ranger. Um, I've seen him. I think he mainly uh, reps Tommy Oliver colors, so I think he's mainly in the white or the green. Give me that. I'll take red. <laughs> there we go. Bring we gotta the get sword, this together. Yes. <laughs> awesome. We gotta get this team together. Uh, Alec, we appreciate it. Um, you doing this tonight and i do want to give you a chance to, to talk about limitless hard to handle this saturday june 21st you're taking on desmond cole uh what do you what do you know about desmond cole and what can fans expect from this match what i know about desmond cole is he's definitely on the rise right now uh desmond cole is not one to take lightly i've watched him before he's very athletic he moves very well he's got the capo background so you got to watch out you know what i mean the capo wear background um it's just, bro, at the vacation land cup, he got a little froggy. He wanted to talk that smack. I was putting him over on commentary. If you watch his match back, you only hear nice things come out of my mouth. The only bad thing I say is he just needed to keep his head in the game because the VLC is no joke. You know what I mean? The VLC is one of the top, like, one of, if not the top tournament in the Northeast right now in the Indies. And I've been in that position where I've let I've gotten to the next round. You know what I mean? And I was just like, he just doesn't need and then he he wants to talk smack like I'm the problem. Like he's focusing on me during the match when he could be focusing on his opponent. So I'm gonna have to teach him a lesson. Because the thing about Limitless, I love Limitless to death. It's my home. But I just feel like since I've been gone, the kids have been the, the, the inmates have been running the asylum. 
The kids have been running around, destroying shit, wrecking stuff. All the stuff that I've done to build up Limitless, all the stuff that I've done to make that company a premier company, to raise that world championship up was for nothing. What happened to Limitless? I can't go out and make my own name and come back to a company because what? You guys can't do what? You guys can't hang? The kids have been running amok, putting their shoes on my couch, destroying all my knickknacks, going in my cat. I'm sick of it. Daddy's home and I'm handing out beatings. I'm done. Limitless was up because of me. Now I'm going to have to teach these kids how to work and teach these people who the prize city OG and what limitless wrestling actually is. I went, I went away from me and it hurts me to come back to what happened. You got a champion not producing bangers. You got nobody stepping up. Nobody's making a mock. I, I, I have to come back. And I don't want, you know what I mean? Like, I, I love Limitless. I'll come back anytime. But I shouldn't have to come back for you guys to survive. So let's go. Daddy's home. I'm handing out beans to every single one of them motherfuckers. I don't care who it is. I brought that company to prominence. I'm going to do the same thing until somebody stops me. Stop me. That's all I'm asking. Just stop me. Because if I got, I'm going to be John Cena for a second, if, you know what I mean? I ain't going to pair myself to a legend. But, brother, I'm here. You're supposed to be doing my job. You ain't doing my job. So I got to come back. That's it. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm just spinning some yeah. knowledge on Fightful. You guys get first edition, <laughs> first exclusive. Yeah. This hey, is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you sold you sold me on the match right there. I'm sure many others are, are going to be tuning in as well just to see how, just to see what happens when you return to limitless. I just like, and then like, I think people are going to, I think people are going to be happy that I'm back, but Desmond's got to, Desmond's got to learn a lesson. And I think anybody in the locker room's got to learn a lesson. I don't care if I got a target on my back. I never did. It, I never will. And I never freaking, I never, bro. I don't care. Put a target on my back. I'll walk on my forehead and say, shoot me. I don't care. I'm going to do it. The locker room is my house. You know what I mean? And, and stop me. And no one's gonna stop me at Limitless. I did it for a whole year and a half, and I was and I wasn't even being cocky. I just was defending my turf and being a good champion and defending the belt. But like now, it's now I'm gonna get cocky with it because I built this. You know what I mean? It hurts. But now it's time for me to come home. You feel me? There you go. Limitless, hard to handle. It is on Saturday, June 21st on IWTV. Ricky Morton against Channing Thomas. Desmond Cole. That is. Uh, Desmond Cole against Alec Price. Becca against Shanae Kai. And Big Beef against Andy Brown. The top matches on that. Everybody can check that out. You can use code Fight Talk on IWTV as well. Alec, let everyone know uh, where they can find you at, where they can support you at, all that good stuff. All right. So it's easy. It's simple. Anybody can do it. First off, before I even tell you me, make sure you're following Fightful. Make sure you're going on the spotlight. You're watching this podcast. Obviously, you're watching it because you're a fan of the show. And maybe because you're a fan of me, but now you found this. So make sure you subscribe, like everything you possibly can. I am the Prize City OG on Instagram and Twitter. Same handle. Facebook, I got the Alec Price page. I got Alec Price as my Facebook. Uh, Snapchat's only for the woes. And um, go to my Pro Wrestling Tees and get some shirts. I got merch on me on deck. I'm about to get new fanny packs, new shirts. So uh, 
about to start a, about to start cutting out promos on Twitter. Start a YouTube page. Maybe start doing some reviews, Prize City reviews. Maybe do a cooking show, figuring stuff out. But you know what I mean. Keep your eyes on the prize. That's it. Thank you guys Maybe. for having me. What, okay, what, now I have to ask, like, what, 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 what can you cook? Like, what are you good at? Cooking? Oh, everything, bro. Everything. Okay. Everything. My mom. So my when I was raised, my mom taught that like, my mom believes that a real man can do everything. You got to cook, clean, take care of the kids, do the laundry, then do all the extra stuff and do. You know what I mean? Like that's what a real a real person does. That's what an adult does in her eyes. So like I can cook everything. I can cook homemade pasta, chicken cordon bleu. I can cook fajitas. I can cook Spanish. I can cook Asian. I can cook anything. And you can name it. I'll cook it. There you go. I like I like your mom's philosophy. On oh, bro, that's a good mom kitchen. right there. It, it, bro, that's how I get all the ladies. You feel me? <laughs> like, yo, let me whip you up some pasta real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you answer the door wearing your title belt across your chest. And you're like, <laughs> yep, oh, just, I'm in. Yep, I'm sorry. I'm just cooking. You know, you get the steam helps clean it. <laughs> Alec, again, yeah. thank you. Thank you for joining us. Everyone, go follow him on social media. Go check out all of his matches. Again, if you haven't seen some of the, the stuff he's been doing, go check it out. Banger after banger after banger. After banger. There you go. Guys, thank you for, for tuning in, and we'll be right back here on the Spotlight. We are back. Thank you to Alec Price for that interview. We appreciate it. Again, everyone can check out uh, all the stuff on social media. If you check the description of this video, you can see where to follow him on social media. And if you're an independent promoter out there, you can see where to book him. You can contact him to book him. Uh, Studio 43, go check out some of his matches. That's what that's what we're here for on the spotlight. Uh, we interview a lot of independent wrestlers who maybe you have not heard of, and hopefully through our show, you learn a little bit about them, and you'll be more inclined to go check out their matches. But Alec Price is a name probably keep your eye on. If you only watch uh, WWE, AEW stuff, I feel like Alec Price is somebody who you're going to be seeing on one of those television programmings, potentially by the end of this year. He's that good, and he continues to improve every single time he's in the ring. Guys, we appreciate you joining us today for this episode of The Spotlight. Uh, what do I have to plug? Let's start with twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. I am back doing more gaming streams over there. I know we are. You're, you might be watching this right now on Twitch, but... If you are not, if you're watching this on, on YouTube or Twitter, you can go over to TV, uh, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. And yeah, I do gaming streams. I'm trying to do it once a week. So far, I've done well with that. So everyone can you know follow, subscribe, hang out while I play some old wrestling video games over on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. FightfulOverbooked.com. That is a sister YouTube site for Fightful. I have shows over there. Um, do a show called FMC that is no wrestling talk with myself and a person who was in the chat earlier, SP3. Uh, we talk about basketball, reality television. Our pal Cher Delaware pops in to talk about her dating life and being on dating websites and things like that. And it's a very fun time, very fun uh, hanging out with those two every single week. We have a new show called Book It uh, with with Caden. And this week or this month was with Kylie and they booked the IWGP United States title reign of Kenny Omega. So you can see how they would book it if they were in charge of booking Kenny Omega's title reign. Uh, speaking of Kylie, Tag Talk every Mondays at 3 Eastern on FightfulOverbook.com. That is Kylie and Haley talking about the world in tag team wrestling. 
Uh, we have a new episode of New Japan Bread Club up this week. Kieran was uh, in Japan for all the big shows, including Wrestle Kingdom, and, and Matt watched all the shows, including Wrestle Kingdom. And so they they discussed Wrestle Kingdom and that entire week of all the big shows that were happening in Japan. We have betting odds show. I have a show called The Series where I look at different wrestling matches. Tim Tim and Joel every Sunday. Uh, I think Joel is doing some type of gimmick that, that he's supposed to announce today. I don't know. I don't actually try to keep up with what Joel Pearl is doing, but he tries to keep me informed of what he is doing. I just don't actually care. Uh, but that is everything going on on FightfulOverbooked.com. And if you do happen to miss the gaming streams, those are up on FightfulOverbooked as well. We're, I'm, we're doing shorts. Go go to our shorts page uh, to, to see just like clips from shows and things like that. Fightful Select, everyone sign up to Fightful Select. Go go throw $5 over there. Get all your exclusive wrestling news before it is aggregated by every other site on the web on the planet. I was going to say on the site. Uh, before it's aggregated by every other site on the planet. Day after Dynamite. Today, I believe it'll be on today. I actually do not know because I thought it was going to be on last week uh, on Thursday. And then it wasn't because of the awards. But now the awards got bumped to today. And or to tonight at eight o'clock. So I don't know if that means Will is not going to do Day After Dynamite today. Day After Dynamite, typically Thursdays right here on youtube.com slash Fightful. And uh, as Will Washington, a special guest reviewing last night's AEW Dynamite, I pop in and say hello for two minutes every week. And finally, the Fightful Awards, I believe they are tonight. Tonight at eight o'clock, Sean Rossap, Denise Salcedo, Will Washington, hosting the Fightful Awards. Uh, there are special appearances by some of the winners, so I've been told. Uh, I've not been DM the scoops. I've not pre-written any of the stories, but that is what I've been told. So that is tonight, 8 o'clock, here on youtube.com. Guys, thank you. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it. Thanks always for all the support, all the love. It's been a, a tough week in the wrestling world, uh, and I hope everyone is doing well. And I hope you tell the people in your life that you love them. I hope you give them a, a big hug and just realize another harsh reminder that life is too short and very precious. And you should enjoy every moment that you have and every moment and person you are with to the fullest of your ability. And I, I hope everybody is just, it's been on top of the Jay Briscoe stuff. You know, there, there's been other wrestlers uh, who have opened up about like their their mental health struggles and and different thoughts and stuff. And I I, I will put this out there as I have done before is like if you are struggling, if you are having mental health struggles or just having a tough day or anything, my DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. If you just want to talk, say hi, anything like that. Uh, again, just give me a message. Um, and I will, I will, I'll try to respond. I sometimes stuff gets lost in the shuffle, and I do apologize for that. Send me another message. I promise you're not annoying me or anything like that. Just send me multiple messages, and I will respond. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk. No, nobody, nobody's alone. I hope nobody is struggling. And if you are struggling, please know you're not alone. And please message me if you just want to talk, vent, whatever, banter about whatever it might be. Uh, love you guys again. Thank you again for the support. See you next week here on the Spotlight. Bye, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.